Welcome to WeedKit Video. I'm Cameron Snape and I miss video stores so much I opened one in my own home, packed with the VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-host Kira Jade Opitz and Brody McDonald to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around and sign up for a membership. This is WeedKit Video. Old business? I don't have any old business this week. It's we, very uh, old. We didn't have any new reviews. At oh. least I didn't look to see if we had any new reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you enjoyed your... Uh your story? I really enjoyed my story, dude. Wait, did you listen to it? Oh, it's so good. So good, yeah. Wait, are we I talking was about worried. a story from... Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> I was worried about how it came out, and I was like, I sound like I'm fucking messed up. Like, I feel like I babbled it out. You, you babbled it out, but you're you like, this guy's so damaged. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Ken, do you want me to, like, tell another story or redo it in a more coherent way? And he's like, nah, dude, I got this. And sent me a clip, and it was so fucking good. Yeah. I even showed it to Ellie to give her a little preview, and she's like, yeah, that actually was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I forgot to do in the description for the episode was... uh was credit Terrence McKenna and Alien Dreamtime. What? Which is where I got some of the, the background music from uh, for that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to give you that that album because I think that you will appreciate it. Yeah? Yeah. New business. This episode, it's the end of the world, and we're going to insist that we're pretty okay with that until the very end. We are talking about Last Night from 1998. Coming up on the last night on the planet, and you're listening to CKRT. Good evening. I'm calling from the gas company. Rest assured that we will do our utmost to keep the gas flowing right until the end. So you're going to a party? You have to take life in your own hands. I'm surprised you could come. I thought you... What? You're being obnoxious. Yeah, well, exactly. Look what Santa brought you last night. It's not really Christmas today, is it, Mom? Would it hurt you to play alone just once? Get out of the way! My car got attacked. What I do find pathetic is people saying as soon as they hear that the world is ending, they rush out and try and hook up with someone like it was closing time at Studio 54. Us to be together. It's not like I wanted sex with you, but I do feel like I, I, I like you. Tell me something to make me love you. Don McKellar, Sandra O, oh, Callum Keith Rennie, Sarah Bollick, David Cronenberg, Genevieve Bougeot. Party like there's no tomorrow. I just don't want to risk having bad sex today. Guys, this was a fucking good shout. Whoever chose this reaction, whoever chose this (laughs) last pod, great choice. Great choice. Mixed reaction. Cue in sound of patting himself on the back. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, pick up we're gonna have to folly that no 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 that picked up <laughs> I'm surprised at that I'm surprised at the mixed reaction I, it could have been I was tired as shit 
Okay. Um, yeah. Well, no, we're in a Brody the Hidden situation where we did not watch it in the most optimal circumstances. So yeah, therefore, I, we're going to be, but we're I gonna be shitty about it. But I understand. <laughs> I'm not shitty. <laughs> no, I'm, no, that's no, why no, I said no, mixed no. reaction. Okay, it's fine. That's why I, I'm aware of my prejudice, my, my tie prejudice there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I, this is one I'm going to have to feel out with you guys. Yeah, cool. I get that. I think I can talk you I think I can yeah. talk you around. I mean, I said that about the Hidden and that didn't really work out. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we go. So written, directed, and starring Don McKellar. Surprisingly good actor. Wait, wait, who was star? Who was Don McKellar? He's Patrick. Oh, okay, I didn't know he was starring. I was like, this, 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 it's an ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an ensemble. Well, he's the, he's the it is an ensemble, but I would say he's the lead. Yes, the lead for sure. Actor. Yeah, and he wrote and directed this movie. Surprisingly <laughs> good acting. So I'm a big Don McKellar fan. I also am now. Okay, so one of the reasons I was excited to talk about this movie mm. is that it means we can talk about the Toronto New Wave from the 1970s and 80s, or 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. It is, this is late 90s. It is, this is late 90s, but- This is almost out of our purview. It is almost out of our purview. This is late 90s, but it's still part, technically part of the Toronto New Wave. Mm-hmm. Don McKellar emerged out of the Toronto New Wave. We've obviously talked about David Cronenberg last week. So mm-hmm. is, is Cronenberg kind of the, the beginning of the New Wave? Well, he emerged in the, in the late 70s in Toronto, and he's kind of the de facto godfather of the Toronto New ah. Wave, right? So all those guys- he's making him a film that they can't him. refuse. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Dig on. Cute cotton balls and cheeks. Along with kind of, uh, kind of a little bit along with Ivan, Ivan Reitman, who- but Ivan Ryman ended up moving to the United States and, and making Ghostbusters. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a different different thing. He didn't hang around. Cronenberg obviously made movies in Canada. This is my hometown. I'm never it, leaving. Where does it sit time-wise with like the kind of English comedy uh, like what 90s kind of, feel? What kind of movies? Um, like References, please. Yeah. Uh, not not movies. I'm more feeling their TV shows. Are you thinking very specifically about a, sh- a TV show from the late '90s that is Brit- that is British, uh, like Simon Pegg and Nick yes. Frost? Space? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give me a it's second. Such a vibe. Give me some space. Vibe and, uh, share. And we'll come. And we'll, okay, okay. And we'll come back to it. So. I'll come back to that. Wait, so, sorry, give you some spaced. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it subtle. It thank space. you for just I kept thinking red yeah. dwarf. Thank you space. for just yeah. hanging a land on that. That scene. <laughs> okay, so the Toronto New Wave yeah. emerged <laughs> mostly due to the availability of government funding for movies from the Canadian Film Development Corporation. They yeah. funded a lot of early Cronenberg. They funded people like Adam Egon, Bruce McDonald, Jeremy Podeska. Patricia Rosemira, Joel Grayson, and Don McKellar. Don McKellar's a little bit younger than the rest of them. I haven't heard many of those names. Adam Egan makes like uh, art house indie movies. He's been making movies for, for a really long time. Bruce McDonald, we're going to talk about, so cool. don't stress about that. Jeremy Podesta has become a television director, and he's directed probably episodes of every fucking right, show okay. you could possibly imagine, right? Different levels of success, but definitely mm. success within the Toronto scene at yeah, that cool. time, right? And Sounds not like a lot of working directors. Yeah, like, working. Yeah, right. not, not big names, but they're, they're people who have made a good long career. Yeah, and Toronto has yeah. been a hub of filmmaking for a very long time. It's mm. America's, it's America's. you know, like, let's pretend this is New York. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk again. I'll talk about, about that. As, so, as opposed to... Like the British Columbia sort of feel where well, let's pretend well, this is like Wyoming. Vancouver, which is ah, Vancouver, which is let, let's pretend this is the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because right. they're real close to each other. That's where X-Files was shot. We yeah. talked about a little yeah, bit about last week. So um, now we're probably never really going to cover any of the films that those people have made, but they make good stuff. They just don't fit within our, within our, within our scope of things. Don McKellar does, but he doesn't. So, and alongside from giving those filmmakers their first shots at directing, it really fostered a community of writers, directors, producers, and actors. And if you look at the, those films, 
filmmakers, filmographies, you start to see the same names over and over again. Mm-hmm. You can see that it's really incestuous. They all kind, work kind well. Of a, kind of kind of even the actors, from what I can see. Yeah, so almost... Kind of a melting pot sort of vibe in there that everyone's kind of working... Yeah. yeah. Almost the entire cast of this movie has worked with all of those other filmmakers I listed. Yeah. <laughs> McKellar entered that scene in the late 80s. He collaborated with Bruce McDonald as a writer and as, a, as an actor in some of his movies. Bruce McDonald, probably most well-known for, for a movie called Hardcore Logo, which is no. about, a punk, about a punk band. It's like an indie cult movie about a punk band. Right, okay. Last Night is Don McKellar's first movie as a director. Wow. Right. As, as a writer or just as director? No, so he had written movies for Bruce McDonald gotcha. and also yep. starred in movies for Bruce McDonald. Uh-huh. What do you reckon the, mostly been a writer. What do you reckon the budget is on a movie like this? Because it doesn't seem pretty, like it's a massive budget. Pretty small. Uh, it's pretty small. But it's it's expensive actually, in the world. Actually, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I'll talk about it when we get to, cool. to how successful the movie was. He's only directed three other movies. Yeah. And some TV. None of which fall into our timeline. It's all after this, obviously, because this is Devin. 1998. His first one. List a couple, yeah. though. <laughs> List Could a couple, you, please. Please, 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 please provide an example. Other times you have... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't write them down. Um, Through Black <laughs> Spruce is his most recent movie, which is about indigenous woman. I think it's a okay. revenge movie with an indigenous woman. I'm not that 100% sounds dope. on that. Hmm. And then there's... Child star Don McKellar had a brief stint in Hollywood. He went to a Hollywood party and he had a conversation with Haley Joel Osment coming off the back of yeah. The Sixth Sense. So he Who? talked to this Haley Joel Osment, the kid from The Sixth Sense, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, while geez. he was a child. And that inspired him to write a movie called Child Star Hectic. about a child star that is way too adult. <laughs> For the fact that he's it a child. It sounds like he makes really great stuff. It's it's a shame that he's only made like what three more Four movies. But Four. he's done he's done a lot more acting than that. And okay. a lot more writing than that. Okay. Right? Which is strange because I could not recognize him. I no, probably prob- You wouldn't. Oh, because okay. because because he's a Canadian actor that is mostly like he Canadian. hasn't actually left Canada. He, 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 has, <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. he has a couple of times. We will see him more times as an mm. actor. Yeah, mad. Because he shows up in a, as an actor in more than a th- few Cronenberg movies. Uh, of course. Along with the whole rest of the cast of this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. All I can say is, if audience, if you're trying to like picture him, imagine like the Canadian uh, Dylan Moran. That's his vibe, I feel. Like droll, less dry. Drunk. Yes. Less, less drunk. drunk and less silly. Yeah, but sure. Yeah. Normally here I would talk about the rest of the cast, but I'm not going to because it's a pretty ensemble cast. So I'm going to mm. talk about them as they appear in the appearance. The, There's in one the that I'm in love with. Okay, good. No, don't try to guess. Let's just <laughs> let's just inter- set up. Let's payoff. just wait for the payoff. I know uh, exactly who it is. Yeah. <laughs> trailers, no trailers. I don't know this tape. We watched uh, we watched a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to recap the premise of last night? Fuck, it's probably my turn. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, probably is. Um, and I did a good job last week, so. Yeah. You're up, boyo. The movie is kind of like following a bunch of different people who are somewhat interconnected, experiencing the end of the world, and we're watching their last day as they kind of come to terms with it through various ways, and they're kind of going on a personal journey throughout of the, throughout this. The, the important ones, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. People that, or journeys? Sorry? The important people or journeys? The important people have journeys. The others <laughs> just pop up every now and again. Yeah, right. <laughs> the only correction that I would make to you is it's not a whole day. It's only the last six hours. Oh, true. It is, in fact, the last night. Yes, yes, yes. It, oh, it, yeah, it is. It, <laughs> it threw me for a few hours. Where is I'm it like, tonight? It's fucking 10 p.m. Yeah. And it's still light out. 
Like, where are they? Fucking Iceland? That's what I keep tripping <laughs> on as well. And then, and then I got it. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I got it real late. I thought that in the beginning. I thought what it was in the beginning, and I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. No, they're not. That does near, make sense. They're not that near the Arctic Circle. <laughs> yeah, this movie does not appear in the blockbuster guide. I, I assume would not so. all the Halliwells from to the year 2000. I'm, I'm surprised that this didn't get a bigger kind of reaction from the greater yeah, world. I'm so, Jenna, <laughs> Jenna Maslin is Stephen Holden with the New York Times and in November of 1999. Also, but this was on the New York Times bloody... For a a reason, yeah. So he wrote, the teasing question that is the hook of Don McKellar's somber thumbsucker of a film last night is one that most of us have probably asked ourselves, what would you do if you knew for certain this night was your last night on Earth? As it methodically links together a group of quirky Canadians living in Toronto during the final hours before an unidentified cataclysm, last night offers itself as a smart, stiffer lip alternative to movies like Armageddon. There is not even a hint of superhero waiting in the wings to rush in and save the day with this space-age razzle-dazzle and macho wisecracks. Everyone in this film, even those rampaging in the st- in the streets, seems resigned. Flashes of sardonic humour run through the movie, especially in its scenes with Patrick's friend Craig, who has chosen his final hours to try and complete a checklist of sexual fantasies that include sleeping with a black woman, then his old French teacher, and then with Patrick. In the movie's wittiest moment, Patrick arrives at Craig's apartment as the teacher is leaving and they spontaneously revert to a, to a teacher-student dynamic. It's eerie glumness the movie looks back to the 1950s cold war horror movies like invasion of the body snatchers in which you sensed a world emptying of people as it was transformed into a nuclear wasteland softening that apocalypse is an undercurrent of counter strain of quiet nobility that recalls another more benign end of the world 1950s movie on the beach i'll talk about on the beach again in a second mm-hmm. although last night excused sentimentality the situation is so extreme there is ultimately no avoiding it but the intense performances of Ms. O, whose face and body seem pinched with acute aching anxiety, and of Mr. McKellar, who almost invisibly shrinks into a cocoon of Patrick's despair, keep the suds from billowing into more than a few discreet bubbles. I don't think that's a... It seems like an overly negative review. I don't think it's no, negative at all. Not at all. I think, I think it's a negative fact. to me. That, 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 actually, that actually gave me a little more insight into where everything was going on this, yeah. You yeah. reckon? Yeah, I think it's actually pretty pretty solid review. Because, because it's, 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 a quite, it's an understated movie. It's it is quiet. a very understated it's, movie. It's, yeah, but the, like the, calling the, it like a thumbsucker and things well, like that. Well, thumbsucker is a descriptive, a descriptive term. term of like a particular type of cinema. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, well, sorry, maybe I took it. Almost, it's, very, uh, almost it's, it's less of a derisive comment like navel gazing. Yeah, it's the, this movie okay. is very Gen yeah. X. Okay, this yeah, is very definitely. 90s Gen X. Definitely. Right? So, uh, so coming back to On the Beach. On the Beach is a American-British co-production that was shot in Melbourne in the 1950s. Melbourne. Okay. Melbourne. About um, after World War Three, Australia is the only country in the world that is still functioning. Look, they pushed us too far. They didn't think we'd fight no matter what they did. And they were wrong. We fought, we expunged them. We didn't do such a bad job on ourselves. We're all doomed, you know. The whole silly, drunken, pathetic lot of us. We haven't got a chance. I won't have it, Julian. I won't. There is hope. There has to be hope. There's always hope. I take it you put me to bed. I arrived at that by deduction. I asked Pete and Mary, and uh, they didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid I was a bit of a mess. Drank too much brandy. Passed out. Yes, I've been drinking quite a bit recently. That's no big secret. 
you know, I, well, I've, I've never had it happen quite like that before. My obvious job was to seduce you. So I suppose my pride is hit. I ought to feel ashamed. We're just, we're just waiting for the radioactive cloud to hit us and decimate us. And it's about oh. how a bunch of different people That's are, are dealing with that, including some Americans who want to take a sub and go to America to see if they can f- see if there's anything there's anything left. There's a race car driver uh. that like keeps pushing himself to the very limits. Everybody is waiting for the end of, for the end yeah, of the world. Yeah, I thought I'd so seen it. Very similar, very similar to, the, to this movie. Uh, yeah, and I saw that movie when I was a kid and I really like that movie. Yeah. It's a really not good movie. And that was in the 50s? No, no, no. 50s in Melbourne. Jeez. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. Uh, all the American cast that came here were like, Melbourne is like the armpit of the universe. <laughs> this, uh, Look, but it's, it might have been not, then. And it's not an Australian movie. It is very much yeah. a, a foreign movie that was made, that was and made set here in Australia. Australia. Which yeah. was the way of things in the, 19, yeah. in the 1950s. Yeah. Australian content wanted. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I, um, I feel like this is a movie that's built off the back of a lot of, not references per se, but uh, using homages, homages in a sense, yeah. and then expanding, finding its well, own distinct Toronto voice in that. Yeah. yeah, and it is very much is very much saying like you've seen other end of the world yeah. movies, right? We're not going to do that. Which, we're going to do something. We're going to do something different. Mm. But it's going to be familiar enough that if you've seen other end of the world movies, then you kind of understand what's which, happening. Which I think is one of the reasons I'm a little off center on this film because I'm like in 2023. I'm watching this being like, why aren't they purging? Like, yeah. like yeah. I, I was almost serene imagining, but of it. I was almost waiting for it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was expecting this yeah. to take a left turn because right. I was, because so I, was, that's, I, was that's, I was, that's really about your expectations. Last, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. And last week I was like, we're watching the fly and it just goes fucking weird. Yeah. You it, knew it, you were it, getting- it, it Cronenberg. And, also, also, and this didn't. And I, I was also, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I also did wonder after, the, after last week's episode, last, last episode was that because I was like, after the fly, we've got to do this movie. Yeah. But if you were kind of expecting something tonally the same, when really what yeah. I was doing is showing you another side of the same film scene. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm, I was I, doing I, that. I might, I might have liked a little, a little, uh, heads up. Uh, yeah. But also I, I, I was like in the same but space also loved, and then yeah. remembered you being like, oh, it's different, but Cronenberg's there. And I was like, that's right. Yeah. But, I, but also like, uh, also like, have you guys going to something completely blind? Yeah. 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 Box office. Hmm. Last night debuted at the Cannes Film Festival in 1998 before screening at TIFF. Hmm. So which is the the Toronto International Film Festival, and then it also screened it, like it, festivals all over the place, which is how it ends up in the New York. In the yeah, New York Times, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was released in cinemas in, in Canada in January or February of 1999. I couldn't quite lock it down, but it only made four hundred thousand mm. dollars off in a, Canada. Yeah, off a two point three million dollar <sighs> Canadian budget. Uh, so it did not get its money back. Mm. I tried to look up the Canadian box office numbers to see <laughs> what it was up against when it opened in Canada. Yeah. And I couldn't find that. But I do know from an interview that Don McKellar complained that cinemas replaced his movie very quickly with screenings of Meet Joe Black, oh, which yeah. came out in March of 1999. Mm. In the US, it had a very limited release in April on April 30 of 99. The biggest movies of that weekend in the US were Entrapment, with mm. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Sean Connery. It's the one with the laser gymnastics. Yeah. That's the only thing that people remember of that yep. movie. The Matrix in its second week. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, well, that's, hard, that's hard to fight up against because yeah. that movie was a phenomenon. 
Third was Life with Martin Lawrence, a comedy movie with yep. Martin Lawrence. Yep, yep, yep. Fourth was Drew Barrymore in Never Been Kissed, which is yeah, a good, wow. good fun movie. These I, are I all love like ingrained in my fucking brain, these movies. That movie's yeah. on the list. It's well, very Drew Barrymore's down. Never Been Kissed. It's, yeah, it's very low down on the list, but it's definitely I'm, on I'm the list. I'm real glad you got some Drew in there because she's she's a favorite I of mine. I love Drew Barrymore. Yeah. yeah. I grew up with Drew Barrymore. But also like, that movie is like, very weird Like literally with now. Drew Barrymore. Exactly, roughly yeah. The, I'm, you I'm, know her. Yeah, yeah. We're really good friends. No, I'm like however many years younger than than her. So, yeah. Analyze This was number five. Yeah, wow. De Niro. All of these movies like are so ingrained in my memory. 18th, and normally I wouldn't pull out an 18th, <laughs> but 18th was David Cronenberg's Existence. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was a Cronenberg movie out at the same time. That's yeah, like right. the other big one, hey? Mm. No. Mm. I thought that was the other studio one. That's not a studio one. The other studio one was The Dead Zone. He made oh, The, the two Dead stu- Zone. made two right. studio movies back to back and never made another studio movie. Okay. Mm. My backstory with this movie is not really about this movie, <laughs> but it leads to this movie, Australian Content Warning, Australia didn't get pay TV or what Americans would call cable or satellite TV until the mid-90s. We called it Foxtel or mm. Ozstar. No, no, no. Galaxy Pay TV is here. We're on the air with eight new channels of television entertainment for the whole family. Two movie channels, a sports channel, a kids channel, documentary channel, music channel, and two family variety channels. To join now with our special offer of only $99 installation or to receive your free Galaxy magazine, phone 1-800-555. Galaxy multi-channel pay TV is here. Yeah, fuckers are way too young for Jesus that shit. Christ. Yeah, no, that's the days that I'm talking about. Right. All <laughs> those, all those new channels needed shows. So we saw an influx of stuff that might never have made it to Australia if pay TV had not happened, including TV from the Great White North from Canada. Right. I have an aunt, Brooke with whom I've always shared a pretty great sense of humor, sense of absurd humor with. Mm. We're also both Aquarians, not that that means anything, but it does mean <laughs> that we're both very weird together. She introduced me to a lot of uh, fun British stuff, like Young Ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. And she was in uni around- I don't think I've ever seen the Young Ones. What's that about? You're missing out, the man. the one? It's a- Yeah, it's a, yeah oh, I think I had actually. It's yeah. a British Sharehouse comedy. Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. Brooke was in uni around this time and was a massive fan of a Canadian comedy troupe called Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Right, who also play a small role in the telling of the story. She'd spent time in Canada, I think as an exchange student, and turned me onto a show that was on television in Australia that was Canadian. City. We did some extra <laughs> homework this week. I failed um, that homework. Adam failed the homework. Didn't do the homework. But uh, <laughs> sorry, teacher. I have. I need to tell you something about this show. Okay, sure. Fuck you. Give me the rest of the episodes. I will. Excellent. <laughs> I'm fucking. I no. tried to find it on YouTube and shit. I was like, where the fuck is this show? No problem. I, I got you covered. Good. Okay. So let me. So it only runs 13 episodes across two seasons. That's just, fine. Just I'm, I'm happy you. with that. <laughs> but it. Most over the course of its run, most of the cast of this movie show up in it. I I love that. But first of all, 
I, I just want you to know, I finished these two episodes and I was like, no, sorry. Before I started, I was like, fucking King, give us another hour of show to watch or 40 minutes of show to watch fucking for this episode. And like, I'm like, oh, okay. Started watching it. By the end of it, I was like, where the fuck is the third episode? Is it it's itching? Fucking 12.30, fucking, I, I can <laughs> right. fit in a couple so, more. Just yeah, you, you, just, got the, you got the binge feel in I there. I did. Just to provide some context. It's about a guy who, Curtis, who never leaves his house and is addicted yeah. to television. In the first episode, his roommate, who has had enough of him for not feeding the cat, goes out to buy cat food and ends up murdering a homeless man yeah. with the cat food in rage, mostly actually directed at Curtis. Curtis yeah. His roommate's girlfriend ends up moving into his room, yeah. but then Curtis convinces her to move into a closet so that they, <laughs> they can, can rent, rent out the other room. Other, the yeah. other room. This is going to what happened to the roommate? Vibes. And then, well, his, his story continues oh, okay. through yeah, the run of the show. They check in with him every now and again. And then... Basically every episode there is a new roommate. Yeah, man. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And the reason That's I got you to roommate watch, of the, the week. The reason I got yeah. you to watch two episodes is because the first episode is very much set up and then yeah. the second episode you get the first story of the roommate of the week, which is some dodgy businessmen who just want to store cookies in yeah. the room. Which are drugs, probably. <laughs> pineapple, pineapple almond cookies. Yeah. Well, people have a good time when they eat them. Yeah. This has heavy spaced vibes. That's what I was going to yeah. talk about. So mm-hmm. I think that I think Twitch City is absolutely an influence on spaced. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, uh, I wanted to know yeah. which was first. And when Edgar Wright went to the land of Toronto to make a movie called Scott Pilgrim, he cast Don McKellar as the director of the fake film that they are shooting in Toronto starring <laughs> Lucas Lee. And action. That's yes. Don McKellar. Yeah, good. Oh my God. I fucking can picture that dude. In like yeah. glass on you. Like, yeah, so, whatever. So yeah. Edgar Wright knows Don McKellar because yeah, Edgar Wright's a yeah. cinephile is all fuck, right? Fucking and, yeah. great. And so I fell in love with Twitch City. I've watched that show so many times. It's such easy watching. It's so much fun. Oh my God. It, it's, it's really, really, it's really, really. I will really, say um, the themes and the like, not the themes, the plot is very, I think it's more for a male audience. Oh, I don't know. Kira loves it. Yeah? Yeah, Kira loves that okay. show. Okay, good. Mm. The apartment from Twitch City mm. is in a Toronto neighborhood called Kensington mm. Market which is famous for its street markets. Okay. It's the same neighborhood where Brundle buys Ronnie a necklace uh, from a, from a market store oh, yeah. in the fly. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how Brundle connected fly. all this, like interconnected all this shit is. Twitch City was not a hit in Canada. <laughs> really? Guess where it was a hit? UK. Australia. Australia. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It has its biggest audience in Australia. Yeah. I feel like it's just like space. Space yeah. probably didn't fucking do phenomenally oh. well in England, but it's also yeah, okay. big it's everywhere. One day, as I'm watching TV, I see an ad for a movie with somebody I recognize in it. It's Don McKellar. That movie is going to air on, on pay TV. Yeah, mad. And that movie is last night. So I hit record and taped it. Onto a VHS tape. Fuck yes. And X amount of years later, here we are. That's incredible. You still have a recorder on that tape. No, I don't know where that tape, where <laughs> oh, that tape okay. is. But here we are. Yeah, right. There. And this is a movie that I keep coming back to. It's a movie that I've taken great pride in introducing to, lot, to lots of people. It's, yeah. Um, Thank uh, you for this introduction. Unfortunately... It is a movie that is that is basically kind of lost to time. Like there is not a current DVD. There's no Blu-ray. There's not a current HD version way to watch it. There is a DVD floating around. I think it's a, there's a, it's American region, so you're kind of fucked if you don't. It's have a, a real shame thing. It is. Is the Regenstein thing still a thing? It is for DVD. Ugh. It is for DVD and Blu-ray. It is not for 4K. 4K is region free. Makes sense. Makes sense, guys. Yeah. The whole movie is on YouTube. 
It is not in great quality. Oh, right. It is in widescreen. Oh. The version we watched is in, was in 4.3 because it was a DVD. Yeah. But so if you do want to watch it, you can find it. Like if it's the only way that you're going to be able to watch it, then that's what it is. Does it have all the widescreen weird shit on the size where you suddenly see light stands and crap? No, because it's shot they for, shot it for 69. Yeah, it's a movie. Right. Sure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So we watched a cropped version of the of it. Yeah? yeah. But it was how I watched it originally because yeah. I saw it originally on television in 4.3. It was on Mubi at some point, but it's not there now. So it might come back at some Mubi? point. Yeah, Mubi? Yeah, Mubi is a- Is that from- Mubi's, <laughs> Movie is a Bob? No. That's a streaming thing. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, what? Yes, it is, but not that. Yeah. Not okay. spelt the same way. So, Movie is a kind of curated streaming platform where they have like a they release movies onto ah. the platform. I'm not sure if it's once a week or once a month. It's like okay. here's this movie. This month we're featuring this movie. Oh, that's kind of cool. And they also have a back, back catalog that you can watch, but it's really about highlighting one movie per. That's cool. Period. Release and last night was on it at one point but it's not currently available in, the yeah, back, right. in their back catalogue. I, I just should have asked at the time, his writing, is he kind of a prolific writer? Like, has uh, he been on a lot of things? I wouldn't say he's, pro, he's prolific. That's a shame. But, yeah, he has a particular style. Yeah, I really, yeah. I yeah. wish he had more of a prolific career. Me too. Mm-hmm. I wish he made more movies. Shall we talk our way through... Yes, please. Last night. Yes, please. We got to this in half an hour. I just want to point out that last episode, it took us an hour and five minutes to get to this. <laughs> <laughs> we also did cover a lot of trailers. Yeah. And yeah. there was a lot of distraction. Mm. <laughs> we have a little we have a little bit of a karma energy. Mm. No, yeah. we don't. No, we really. don't. <laughs> we open with the sound of a ring phone. That's Patrick McKellar. Is Tying a tire laying on the floor. That's a mood. <laughs> I, th- this threw me immediately. I'm like, huh? What, what? I, had to l- I had to look sideways at the screen. I'm like, oh, he's laying on the ground. Yeah. I feel like it's such a strong start visually <laughs> and audioly. He lets audioly? Them- audioly. Yeah, yeah, the voicemail That's playing the is amazing. Well, yeah. he lets the machine get it. And then we hear the message being left. Good afternoon, Mr. Wheeler. I'm calling from the gas company. I hope you're doing well and spending these final hours in peace with your loved ones. Rest assured that we will make every effort to keep the gas flowing right until the end. I love um, this. I'm, I'm going to leave this to the end of the mm-hmm. podcast of asking, what the fuck was that about? I love it. It's just so mundane and it's so What do you like, mean that what is that? No, what do you mean that what no, is but, that about? But I want to know. Oh, all right. We'll do this at the beginning. No, no, no. Uh, no, let's not because mm. uh, it has a specific purpose and, yeah. I, and I will get to, get to it. Okay. In my mind, it is beautiful in its mundanity. Mundanity. Mund- yeah. mundan- mund- I don't know. I say it different every time. <laughs> Banality? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's also like just such a- Good connective tissue to the movie. It's a great setup. It's so good. And I mean, it, and it, and it sets, it sets, first of all, the voicemail sets up the tone. Yeah, yeah. No, the, his the, voicemail the message, fine. The message it's sets the, up the tone, and then the, the voicemail thr- it's sets the up. the through line of the gas company that's yeah. through me. Yeah, I, I, I love it as a device. I got you. The question is, am I overthinking it, or am I not? Am I, is it that? Probably both. Yeah. Probably both overthinking it and underthinking it, but I got yeah. you. Trust me, I got yeah. one. I tell you, I got This you. is actually a good moment to ask. Do we feel <laughs> like, because 
I, I feel like we I was going to ask made this at the, the end. Shot. I feel like I was going to ask this at the end, but it feels like I don't know if you feel like this because of your mm-hmm. uh, Adam. If you feel like this because of your feelings about the movie, but I feel like I it's don't a, have it's feelings an, right an, now. It's a analogy for something deeper, like grief or something like that. It's it's not one of those movies that are su- surface level. Yeah, where the message is on the face. You have to do oh, some work. I understand that definitely. to have something that you take away from it. Yeah, and feel free to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to bring this up later. You get no. But look. do you remember? Do you remember, Kian, how um, we had we were at odds over a certain movie and their message? Was it pump up the volume? Which movie is this? Yeah. There's yeah. like six movies. That's a thing. Yeah, but I think this is what I was kind of trying to counterbalance with where there's depth and levels to this movie. Where in comparison to pump up the volume, where it's very uh, upfront. Like yeah, but are you, are you, I mean, it's, it's a very different movie. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But I, I think that's what I was trying to get across when I was saying, like, oh, I'm not yeah, sure about not the really message. I, are, are, you, are you growing as a person and possibly being patient about the meaning of a film and until you is, find this it? This is what I prefer. A, a meditation, <laughs> if you will. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You may have said some things that, that, that I agree with. You may have just said some things I disagree with. You're not going to know because I'm going to talk about them later. Okay, okay. Cool, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. 6 p.m. <laughs> CKRT are playing the top 500 songs of all time. With you till the end. Yeah. Sandra pulls her Pinto. I love that it's a Pinto. That's the car that's notorious for blowing up when it's rear ended. Mm. It is the oh, same car sorry. from it's the same car from Wayne's World. It's a Ford Pinto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had a floor in its gas tank. Mm-hmm. The gas tank was too didn't have like a, a, a shielding pr- or something. Protection. So yeah. when you got ran into it, the car was notorious for Exploding. Exploding. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah, it was a big In Wayne's ball. World, in Wayne's World, yeah. they're driving a Ford Pinto mm-hmm. and they have the car has flames on it. Not on the front. It has flames <laughs> on the back. It's one of the greatest visual gags that nobody ever noticed. I never that noticed that. Yeah. yeah. So Sandra pulls up in her pinto in front of a supermarket. The streets in the supermarket are in some disarray, and there's some people running around. Well, it's also very quiet because I lo- I love the sereneness of the majority of this. Yeah, movie. there's some. Yeah. That's why I said some people. The, yeah, what I want to know around. is, was this for a lack of money for extras, or was this for <laughs> because I think, I think it's, it's intentional. It's intentional, yeah. but yeah. I think it's all of them. Sandra is played by the one and only Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, this is her fourth fourth film. She's probably best known for her TV work as opposed to her movie work. Mm. We will see her again in a very tiny role as a waitress in Degrassi. Schools out. It was one of her first movies. Degrassi is this week's Twin Peaks because we're in Canada. Uh, <laughs> drink. She has some chops uh, that's in That's a Canadian movie. drink. <laughs> it's a Canadian drink. She played Christina Yang for 10 seasons in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and she's Eve in the critically lauded Killing Eve, which I have still not gotten to, but apparently is incredible. It's also got <laughs> Jodie Comer in it. She's picking up some wine and groceries from a restaurant store while outside... Uh, a guy starts fucking around with her car. Love this. And then one guy tries to lift it. <laughs> more people try to join in. Yeah. And they rock in the car. And then they are, in fact, successful and flip the car over. Yeah. It's so good, the juxtaposition of, like, this serene end of the world that she's kind of come in. Everything's quiet. She walks in the supermarket. It's all taken. Everything's taken. But she's going around where, like... She's being very, very, like, Methodical, yeah. yeah. And you think, oh, okay, this is the end of the world, but it's a very serene, imaginary, and then the slowly outside. Going out with like, a fizzle and not with a bang. Oh, yeah. people are actually doing crazy shit. But, but it just might have fizzled by it's, now. It's quiet crazy. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not fucking people rioting. It's people going, they're walking just, the street going, what, and should, also what kind of, should we do? They're just being, mis- you do just have being that misfits. Feeling. They're just yeah. fucking around. But you do have that kind of almost muted sense of dread like that yeah. you were feeling where you're like, 
something needs to ha- something should be happening right now and you don't know where it is or when it is yeah. Yeah. but you get little tastes of it through yeah. this movie and it's yeah. really great when she comes out onto the street the car is just gone <laughs> yeah, which, is, I, love which I love I just love that it's gone so they have it, it and then go back to her she comes out it's gone I was like what the how fuck <laughs> how is it it's, gone <laughs> yeah how is it not gone? explained they flipped it, it back over and, and then we it. get the t- we get the title card so Patrick <laughs> arrives at his parents house he is late his father lets him in already there is his grandmother and a family friend, Rose. Mm. His sister, Jennifer, her boyfriend, Alex. The brother chat is good. The, yeah, he gives his bro- his like- it, Brother-in-law. He, well, not really, but yeah, I guess in this instance, whatever. He gives Alex a rough time. He thought Alex had fled for the hills. Uh, Jennifer and Alex are going to go to Alex's parents after. They're treating this like it's Christmas. His dad went and chopped down the tree from the Winston's house. Yeah. They were some of the first people to leave. <laughs> his mother has wrapped a bunch of old stuff from their childhood as Christmas presents and is giving Worst it back Christmas to them. ever. It's kind of a good idea, though. It's kind of like, it fits in place with like the mum being like crazy nostalgic. She's, she's, she's stuck in it. And, delu- and also yeah. delusional. Yeah. And yeah. trying to like evoke good times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it fits perfectly, but it's also like, it's, very it's just a good device to like, yeah, I yeah, love, I love the mother. I love how she is so funny. She's oh, the yeah. spitting she's, image of my nanny, is, like not <laughs> looks, but she's acts. so yeah, yeah, passive yeah. aggressive. Yeah. But it's also kind of aggressive aggressive. Yeah. yeah but well, it's she's, also so, she's given up hope all on the yeah. passive part. It's so maudlin, you know what I mean? I love, yeah. well, there's one part of her later that is just, just yeah, cracks me up. I, Incredible. I, I, I love, Oh, it's probably that one you're talking about. Yeah, she gives him his presence and some guilt about being late. Here we are. Oh, aren't you lucky. Look what Santa brought you last night. Yay. Not that you deserve it. Thank you, Santa. Imagine. Coming late to Christmas. He yeah. goes to throw the wrapping into their gas fireplace <laughs> and his dad admonishes him. Oh, yeah, I forgot it's a fake fireplace. Use the bag. Yeah, use the bag, Patrick. The family <laughs> business is just so on point. Yeah. And it's at this point that I realized that, like, oh, the not just the acting, not just the, like, shots and intention in the movie are good, but the acting, the writing, the the shots and the lighting in the movie are fucking great. Mm-hmm. They're all intentional and fucking amazing. So his mother is trying to reminisce about Christmas and about what they were like as kids. You know, they had to put a skipping rope across the stairs so they wouldn't come down too early and yeah. stuff. And then she tries to guilt him again about being late. And Patrick's response is... Uh, well, Mum, there are two really good excuses I can think of that maybe you should keep in mind. For one thing, it's not really Christmas today, is it, Mum? And for another thing, it's the end of the world. The world is ending tonight at midnight, and uh, that's kept me pretty occupied lately. Her response? I'll check the dinner. The denial. Yeah. It's just so realistic to an actual family dynamic. His dad is upset that he wouldn't play along today of all days. Yeah. Which so, is what you cop on Christmas. Yeah. Well. Yeah, 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 right. Totally. So just um, be nice today. It's, all, it's always too realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Jennifer, his sister, is played by Sarah Polly. Do you guys know Sarah Polly? No. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get more Sarah Polly. Don't worry about pil- it. We're pillocks, I know. Yes. More Polly. She was a child actor that transitioned into adult roles and then in the mid-2000s, writing and directing. She actually retired from acting around 2010. She doesn't really act anymore. Yeah. Uh, she's directed four films, three fiction, one doco. Two of her films have been nominated for Best Screenplay. Wow. Oscars, twice, including this year for Women Talking, which I haven't women gone talking, to yet, but I've no, heard it's incredible. I haven't even heard of it. It's about a, uh, a religious community. The women are very put upon, and then something happens in the community. The women start to, women start to like, take 
back cool. what has been taking from them. Very cool. They, they, I think I've so. been a fan of her since the since the nineties. She shows up in Go. You guys saying Go from the from the late nineties? Uh, nope. That sounds familiar. Oh, Go is great. I we actually rewatched Go a couple of weeks ago. It's on the list. She shows up in Cronenberg's Existence. Okay. Yeah, with McKellar. She's in the Dawn of the Dead remake from 2003. Ah. She's the kind of lead in that. Mm. She's the one from the from the beginning scene. Okay. Another wonderfully fucked up Canadian movie directed by a director called Vincenzo Natale, who we're definitely going to talk about one day. I know, I know that name sounds yeah. real familiar. She's in a movie called Splice. Oh. oh, I love that. Splice is so fucked up. So fucking good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's so that's another like Canadian like another Canadian movie. Is it? Yeah, of course. Sarah Polly's in it. Huh. And the gas company. Mm. Duncan cuts open a juice box and pours it into a mug. He walks <laughs> two mugs to the only other person working in this massive building, Donna. So, juice. Oh, perfect. Mm, tropical punch. You treat me so well. Well, you get one every day at around now, if I'm not mistaken. I thought I'd try it myself. I thought you never noticed. Yeah. No. But I did. They do some chat, some expositional chat about how they only need one person to keep the gas on because mm. computers. And he's almost done with his job. Yeah. He sees that she already has a juice. Duncan is David Cronenberg. Yeah. Ah, uh, I thought it was going to be the dad. What? Duncan is David Cronenberg. Uh, I don't know what he looks the, it's like. It's the hair. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He fucking slaps later in this movie. Okay, sure. Um, there's this one scene. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's Cronenberg. <laughs> that's awesome. How great is that? So good. And then so this movie is 98 and then Existence is 99, which is the first movie that Don Mc- uh, Cronenberg movie that McKellar shows up in. And it's clearly like he cast, McKellar's cast a Canadian filmmaking legend. Yeah. And then he's cast, and then Sarah Polly is also in Existence as well. Yeah. So it's all, they're all connected to each other, which is why I wanted to do this movie on the back of having it's done definitely the Definitely a, a, yeah. a tit for tat sort of system, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got me in yours? I'll, I'll get you in mine. I yeah. mean, you would though, eh? Yeah. If you have a good time making a film with yeah. him. Yeah. So you get someone paid. Yeah. Donna is played by Tracy Wright. She is Don McKellar's longtime partner. Ah. Yeah. She is the roommate in episode three of Twitch City. Oh, mad. Yes. And she's in lots of the same movies and, and shows as the rest of the rest of the cast as well. I, I, I just don't know how you guys feel about the level of performance. I think the level of performance is so subtle and so good in all of this movie. I put this movie in front of you, right? Yeah, right. Okay. So, I, like, if I'm not... He wants to know what we're thinking. Yeah, I want to sure. know what you're thinking. I'll sure. tell you what I'm thinking later. There is such... The quietness in this movie, it's used so well, and the characters take it up, take up that space for them. I feel like, I'm, I feel like I'm not used to quiet acting these days. It, that is so true. Yeah. It's just Subtlety. doesn't happen anymore. Subtlety. If well, it's not it, it, dialogue it, it, on the page well, where it's clear, it's not there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. That's that's the real real understanding I have. I just I just am not used to it now. I used and to be. This is what we used to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This kind of shit, and this we don't me, get it this anymore. This is me growing up watching my own private Idaho and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Sandra finds her car. <laughs> it's parked. Up a telegraph pole. Yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> that was okay. I totally missed that. I think yeah. they hit the telegraph pole and it just kind of rode up it. I think they put it up there. Oh, uh, flipped they it from it, the other I end. think they carried it there and then put it and then leant it's it against the definitely possible. Pole. She retrieves a small blank case out of it. Seems kind of like it's important to her. Seeing on mm. the curb, unsure on what to do. A jogger runs past <laughs> heralding the last night. 
I love this crackhead jogger. Yep. Yeah. We see Duncan is working his way through a list of every customer of the gas company and leaving the same message. Did you ever have to deal with paper like this? I'm so <laughs> glad I never yeah, did. He's using a ruler to cross off names. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. saw it and I was like, oh, that looks like so much work. He is up to S. Wheeler. He dials. It's Patrick's family. Yeah. <laughs> they let the machine get it. <laughs> he leaves the exact same message. Everyone's at the table. Grandma's telling them about... Aunt Margot is taking the whole family, including the Simpson clan, up north to Muskoka. And she says the whole congregation is going to meet around the lake. And at midnight, or quarter to, I guess... They're all going out in canoes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Imagine ending it all singing Kumbaya. His mother has like gone completely overboard. She's cooked a giant turkey. They're talking about the people. And lamb. Oh, what? No, I'm going to get the... Come on, man. Come on. Sorry. You can like can do his thing, otherwise he gets weird. Trust the format. Trust the format. <laughs> it, yeah, it's cooked a giant turkey. They're talking about the people in the street. We get the impression that things were really bad to begin with when yeah. we found out that the world was ending, including some killings after um, the news broke, but things seem to have kind of roughly People did purge. I, I love that imagining of the end of yeah. the world. It's like, yeah, shit went fucking crazy. Purges happened, and now it's kind of fizzled out because uh, we, we're just like... We saw this in the last couple of years in a movie. What do you mean? Uh, don't Look Up. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Fuck, that's a good movie. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Mixed reaction. Alex thinks that they're just blown off steam. People want to experience things, and we're all going to die anyway. Patrick's father thinks... That gives us all the more reason to be civil. It's a test of our values. <laughs> Fuck. His mother brings in a whole leg of lamb yeah. for Patrick because it's his favourite. I know that this is a bit much, but Patrick, you always loved lamb. Well, that should do it. We didn't want anyone to starve. Well, thank God we don't have to fit in those canoes. <laughs> Stop just looking at it. I wanted you to have something special, so when you go home, Patrick, alone at midnight, you'll remember your parents weren't so bad. <laughs> she starts. This is too real. Squeaking, weeping, and squeaking oh. as they say as they say grace, and just she, staring at Patrick. Her squeak crying cracks yeah. me up. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so, so good. funny. The it's eyes so good. she's making at Patrick cracks yeah. me up. Oh. He's like, I told you about this three weeks ago, Mum. I told you about this three weeks ago. Why can't you just stay a couple of hours? You haven't got anybody to go home to. Mum, I made a decision about where I want to be when it happens, and I'm sorry, but you're going to have to accept that. For a movie that is this dark, right? Yeah. Like, it's thematically dark. Yeah. It is kind of light of touch, but it's thematically dark, mm -hmm. right? I laugh so much during this movie. Yeah. So much of it is my sense of humor. I wasn't out loud laughing, but I, I was smiling I through the giggled, whole movie. I giggled during this yeah, movie. Yeah, okay. the, thing, the thing is, you could, that it almost gets to the level of like cringe humor. It almost gets there because it's so, it's it's so on, the, on the nose. I wouldn't describe it as That's that, but I know where but, you're but, going. But cr cringe humor, humor is like, this is on the nose. This is like making me uncomfortable because see, if I, I was in this situation, I could be like that and people don't know how to fucking deal with it. Yeah, see, I yeah, hate yeah. cringe humor. So yeah. like for me, this no, is but this, not this crossing toes, This toes the line, line though. It's interesting. Oh, I don't know if it Because, uh, yeah, because it's so it, it it makes so you feel uncomfortable in situations. Yeah. See, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It just makes me laugh at how fucked families are. I agree. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. That's because you signed out years ago. Yeah, you can imagine the uncomfortability of that situation where the mum's crying and you and your sister just like, okay, like, definitely had that situation before. Oh, like, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guilt. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. Yeah. 
change topic. We've, got, we've come to the part that Brody definitely wants to talk about. It's 7 p.m. Craig opens the door to his 70s mod apartment. You guys <laughs> think Lily. I love this guy for not the right reason. Okay. I mean, yeah, if I was a single man, he's probably doing what I would be doing. Just relax. Relax. All right, do the same. <laughs> he opened the door. For, he opens the door for Lily. She's black. I'm black. I could tell. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I believe you. You're perfect. He could tell. <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. The dialogue is so good it's with so him. Good. He invites her in and tells her to no, make she, herself she's, at home. She's not just black. She's 100% yeah, black. 100% black. Yeah. <laughs> he invites her in and tells her to make herself at home. He offers her drinks. He has drinks. Would you like a drink? I have uh, drinks. Cognac. He makes it in his tiny kitchen, but he closes the door to the kitchen so mm. we don't see him making the drink. I like the payoff for that. Yeah. 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 I'm setting it up. Yeah. He makes small talk. It's clear that they don't really know each other. He's like, I met you before at a party. She seems nervous. He's like, I, you know, I, I thought you were beautiful. Yeah. Right. They head to the to the bedroom. We he, get the understanding no. of and the she has sexual some, nature well, of the yeah, it's, yeah. But we Subtle. also get a setup of like, I don't think she's necessarily a prostitute. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not sure. Like the movie does not doesn't doesn't answer any questions yet. Yeah. yeah. But it's okay because the context it'll it, yeah it, you it can, you'll feel it out right. And so she has some cognac. 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 There's okay. a G there. Come on, man. <laughs> He turns on a record. I've been watching you by Parliament. I've been watching you. He has the best tunes. George Clinton, man. Yeah. Parliament Funkadelic. He feels like he needs to explain. He's not just doing this because she's black. She tells him. Yes, you are. You don't have to lie. Yeah. They get undressed. His response is just, yeah. Yeah. So good. They get undressed and he talks to her about there's something he'd like to try and ask her if there's anything she had in mind today so that they can, f and it's best if they talk about it now so they can mm. fit it in. And she says she just really wants to have an orgasm today. He tells her he'll try his best and they start making love. The phone rings. The machine gets it. Mr. Zwiller, I'm calling from the gas company. It's a gas company. It's Duncan from the gas company. It's so good. <laughs> Not only is the dialogue of this scene fucking brilliant, the way it's thought out and the motion of this scene, like coming in, having this awkward dialogue, sitting for a second, like understanding, moving into the bedroom, setting up like, this is what I want. And like, oh, okay, this is obviously a, like an end of the world thing. Mm. And then- the fade away to the like voicemail of the connected connective tissue. And you're like, right. That's why this is here. It's almost like up until a certain point in this movie, it's almost like a series of vignettes. It's fucking great. I love mm. it. Craig is played by Callum Keith Rennie. The best character in fucking Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. So yeah, I love this. I love this guy. He's probably most well known as Leo Ben, a Cylon obsessed with Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And as Lou Ashby in the second season of Californication. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. He's one of my, oh, hey, it's this guy. Yeah. I love and, him. And he's also, oh, hey, this movie was shot in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian, Canadian actor. He, uh, yeah, he's in lots of stuff. He has a very small role in Time Cop, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Mm. Ah. He's in Hardcore Logo, directed by Bruce cool. McDonald, which I talked about before. Existence. He's in David Cronenberg's Existence. He's in Blade Trinity. 
Yes, he's he one is. of the bad the guys. The worst blade. He's in one oh of the my bad God. guys. Yeah, but the most fun. <laughs> he's in a movie that I really love. Uh, it's from the early two thousands called The Invisible, which okay. is a, it's kind of a teen movie where a teen gets like bashed and left for dead, and then but then he's like spirit is wandering around and Callum Keith oh, cool. is a ghost, and it sounds really silly when I say it out loud, but it it's actually like works. Not more, I can not imagine more, like a like a, a Christmas Carol vibes where he sees the world. Oh, yeah, and, you know. no, darker than that, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, Christmas Carol's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, well, the Muppets yeah. one is anyway. The Muppets mm. one is yeah, which is the definitive adaptation yeah. of that story exactly. He's in the X Files movie. X Files, I want to believe, because okay. he was a shot in Canada. Sure, he's in Canada. Goon, the Last Enforcer. I love Shut that he's in movie too. Goon two. I haven't even seen it. I can't believe it. What? He's the owner of the Halifax Highlanders. Yeah, and he plays Wyatt Russell's father, <laughs> uh, Kurt Russell's son's father. Ah, uh, yeah. It's great. I the the goon movies. Oh, I adore. Yeah, I need somewhere. to watch number two. I didn't realize number two was good. It gets about, it it's gets actually a, almost. I would say almost on level with Goon One. So it goes about, one of my all time so favorites. Goon Two got, got a really bad rap when it came out, mm. and I watched it and was like, ah, oh, this isn't very good. Ah. And then, uh, like years later, rewatched Goon and then watched Goon Two back to back. Yeah, and totally changed my mind. Yeah. I okay, it's like, like fuck. This is fantastic. Yeah, fuck Goon. It's missing. It's missing a little bit of the soul of the first movie. Yeah, but it's still a lot of a lot of fun. Digressions. Is is it done by the same like director and team? So it's a different director. Yeah. So the first movie is a different director, but it's written by Jay Baruchel, who yeah. plays uh, Sean William Scott's best friend. Yeah, I never knew and it was then, written by him. And then Jay Baruchel directed the second movie, which okay. is his first feature film as a director. Really? Yeah. Wow. I. It, you can tell there's a finesse in the first direction. Yeah, yeah. it's missing that. I love but it, Jay. But the second one has Wyatt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I could just fall, fall into those eyes. <laughs> I do. I am a massive fan of Jay Baruch. Kieran, Kieran knows. Um, it's not a surprise. <laughs> looking respectfully. Look, looking, looking respectfully. respectfully. Yeah. Sandra gets on a tram. We can hear some distant gunfire and crowd noise. I do like that. Again, the sound yeah. design like tells a lot of the does a lot of a lot of work for us. There's a woman and her daughter already on the tram. So good. The woman's holding a handkerchief to her cheek, but she doesn't look like she's been in, injured. Nah. Sandra asks them how long they've been waiting. Twenty minutes, and then how long the driver's been gone. What driver? Yeah. And then she gets off. We hear some screaming as she walks down the street. As she walks past the tram. This is the poster image. The cover image. Which yeah, is walking down the yeah. street with the tram which is gorgeous, by the way, with the with the with the um, tram. So Duncan crosses the last name off his list at the gas company. Closes the book. He's done. Donna makes a confession to him. I have a confession to make. You bad girl. Every day. For seven years. At six o'clock, no matter what I was doing. What I was supposed to be doing. One drink, my private ritual. <laughs> but now it's off my chest. Of course, you know I could fire you for this. <laughs> <laughs> He's leaving, so they hug, and he asks her to call if she needs him for, for anything. And she seems... Uh, like the subtext of the scene is she kind of feels, it feels like she has some kind of level of infatuation with him. Uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't really, 
Didn't read that. I think it's the end of the world and everyone's being really... Not really necessarily infatuation. Lo- I think it's the end of the world and everybody's being really, like, lovey and familiar with each other in a way yeah, that might normally okay. not be. Yeah, right. And it's- she is meant to stay there until the end of the end of the world to make sure that the gas keeps running. Yeah. That is her, that is her job. Yeah, okay. Right. The latest how, how, thing, how, do get, how do you get lumped with that? Yeah, well, the latest thing kind of makes me feel like maybe there mm. was a bit of subtext to her character. Well, we'll talk about there's, that. There's definitely we'll subtext to a character. Yeah, 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 sure. 8 p.m. Wait, did we did we did we miss the fact the the argument that the tram lady and her daughter were having? Oh, I didn't really do it. So mm. the the yeah, the tram so the, lady's great though. How she's just oh, in she's shock. Just you mentioned unhinged. the the, yeah, the, the yeah, handkerchief, the but I love how she's just sitting there in shock, like numb to it all, and she's and her forcing her daughter to it, sit there with it her. It definitely mm. like brings in some like the tragedy, the tragedy, and also yeah. the emotion of the of the reality of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. most of our cast are not really dealing with it. Yeah, and then you come across two people that are clear, well, one person that's dealing with it. Mm. With that kind of that that dread, yeah. yeah. I, I'm surprised by this point that you haven't really mentioned too much of the craft of this movie, which I, I feel like there's a good level of lighting and shots that I thought uh, you would kind I of think focus well, in on. I think it's it's well shot. I don't necessarily think it's the great the greatest shot thing in the no. world. I think it's very it's very purposeful. The storytelling, it's not and super dramatic, but I think it's it's really really it's a good. good. Look, it's a yeah. good looking movie. It's a good yeah. looking low budget low, low budget Thank movie. You. Yeah, for the it's quality also, of the movie, it's also, I, it's also shot on film. Yeah, which does a lot of the. A lot I just of was not expecting the help. level of writing, the level of acting, and the level of like camera work. Once again, I am letting you guys talk about things that right. you enjoy, and I will get to the. I'll get sure, to sure, sure. When it's mm. when I feel like it's time for me to get to them. So yeah, eight p.m. Patrick is dropped off with his box of kid stuff by Jennifer and Alex. She asks him to promise to call their parents. He hugs her goodbye. As he goes into his apartment, Sandra is sitting in his doorway. Can I help you? Uh, this is where I live. Oh, sorry. Can I help you? No. Actually, yes. Do you have a phone? Uh, no, not my person, no. No, but inside. Uh, there's a payphone in the corner. That doesn't work. Well, if that doesn't work, mine won't either. If that doesn't work because it's smashed. Please, it's important. She calls her husband at work, but then says he must have got off early. She dials the house and leaves a message for him to pick her up, uh, including Patrick's address and phone number. Mm. Patrick's a little annoyed he gave out a, gave out his number. She calls his car phone but doesn't work. Cell phones haven't worked for weeks. And Patrick's like, they never really did. What, what's brilliant about these two dynamic is that- I forget cell phones are becoming really a thing in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's brilliant about these two dynamic is that Sandra O. Oh, kind of has this um, closed off kind of not dealing with it. You know, like she's rushing from scene to scene. She's, she's, a, she's checking a, she's off a, a to-do list. She's a tense woman. Yeah, she's yeah. she's focused. Where Patrick is rather like uh, not – he's surrendered to, the, to it instead of dealing with it. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not actually going through it. He's just letting things happen to him. So he's, when these he's, two he's are, like, this is exactly what I'm doing. I've set this up. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Well, and so these two ready. interacting is this really funny dynamic. I was going to talk about it in a second, mm. but yeah. it's something that you don't really see a lot in other, in other movies. It's a very specific dynamic. They're both dealing with their own shit and they're actually just talking past each other the entire time. Yeah. yeah. So he is, he is actually just not dealing with it. We're really dealing with anything. And she's so stressed that she's not really listening to what he's saying yeah and he just keeps talking yeah it's like he brilliant. talks a lot i'm sorry am i keeping you from what from your children well, i don't have any 
Oh. But these paintings? Oh, uh, those were done by other people's children. From uh, daycare. She got the idea from all of Chekhov's children's drawings to yeah. run his house. <laughs> those were done by other people's children from a daycare. Then there's no kind of further explanation. She sits so she can wait. He seems put out, but he doesn't say anything. Offers her a candy cane and then explains that the box of stuff he has, you know, came from her parents and the parents wrapped it all up. And uh, he's got a diving trophy that he's like, oh, that's my sister's. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made any achievements. <laughs> they look through the records and she pulls out Pete Seeger and then he tells the story that his mother says he loved Wantana Mera. She doesn't really know who that is. And they have this like awkward exchange. He sings part of the song and explains that Wantana Mera is Spanish. Wantana Mera, Wahida, Wantana Mera, Wantana Mera. It's Spanish. The streams of the mountain pleases me more than the sea. And yeah, they totally totally get that sentiment. Totally mm. like talking talking past each other. I have a tangent. Yeah, please. So this song, you <laughs> a tangent. This song is kind of broken in my brain. One ton Rodeo. Uh, One ton Rodeo. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So I was singing this the whole time. To, I was to on. add some context, this song was used by Holden in a uh, in a car ad in Australia in the nineties, where they changed the lyric to One Ton Rodeo. One ton Rodeo. The one and only range of you holding Rodeos. <laughs> and it's all I can fucking hear. Uh, every okay. single time. Every single time. There should be, honestly, there should be a law against this shit. Oh, yeah. I have a, especially a, in Australia. I have a current rant. There is a car ad, a series of car ads right now for Hyundai where they use Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. And they literalize. They've been doing it for years. They literalize the lyrics, which is like that, the opposite. Meaning that if you drive a Hyundai, you can express your personal freedom. You yeah. can go your own way. Wait, that's a fucking breakup song. Yeah. yeah. Opening lyric is, "Loving you isn't the right thing to do." Yeah. <laughs> it is a breakup song. <laughs> yeah. Back with the movie. She, Sandra, thinks she should go. She doesn't understand why he would stay there by himself. She calls home again with no luck, and he tells her that if you need a car, you can always get one from the street. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Duncan, yeah just Duncan, steal one. Just roll one. Yeah. Duncan drives home, and we see some chaos in the streets. He tries to use his car phone, but it's not working. And the jogger tells us. Uh, yes. Is Duncan Sandra's husband? Dude, that's mm. why you didn't get the runner, the gas company runner. Mm, probably. I thought that. I didn't know it for sure. It absolutely. She absolutely. Yes, that is why. And there okay, are clues yeah. all the way through the movie. Like he has a fucking car phone. No, I got that. But I'm like, there was no, there was no a, confirmation for there me. There is. There's a line of dialogue. 
There is there's dialogue at the end of the movie that okay. absolutely positively confirms. You, yeah. you absolutely positively did. Yeah. You brodied it. I, <laughs> I must have missed the line you too that it. confirms it. There is a line of I will read you the line of okay. dialogue that confirms oh, it when shit. we get to that scene. Okay, cool. Yes, absolutely. That that's that's much yeah. cleaner. Yep, thank you. Much cleaner. Yes. I, I love hey, ambiguous. I didn't, I didn't just brodied it. Brody 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 it. Brody I, I like ambiguous things like that. So I thought it was intentional it's to kind of leave that hanging a little bit. Yeah. It's not ambiguous. It takes its time to reveal itself. Right, okay. It doesn't it doesn't it, it rewards you paying atten- paying attention, but it's not ambiguous. Yeah. I mean I got the little crumbs and I thought maybe, mm-hmm. but I just didn't think there was a confirmation. Yeah. yeah. And it also it also pays off the the calling everybody runner. We'll get there. We'll yeah. get yeah. there when we get there. Yeah, that right. makes the connective tissue way stronger. Oh, f- yeah. Fuck me, her listening to the things at the end. Okay, yeah. yeah. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. yeah. yeah Fucking wow. I know. Oh. I was tired. Stop it. Wow. Okay. I thought that was such a tragedy, but it's so perfect. So beautiful. It, it actually took me longer to watch this so movie beautiful. because I fell asleep twice and had to backtrack. No. It's <laughs> also part of the problem. <laughs> 9 p.m. Craig answers his door to an older woman. Closes the door to his kitchen again. Mm. Offers her a drink. I have drinks. I love his just he says the same thing. He has the same routine and the same pattern every fucking time. He's perfected the system. Yeah. <laughs> she asks him about his life. What had he been doing? Well, he was in med school before, so he might have been a doctor. She always knew he had it in him. He grew up so nicely. He's such a handsome man. <laughs> They talk about his stepmother, who she just ran into, mm. who's remarried. He's welcome to go and join their their circle in prayer <laughs> to the end. Mm-hmm. They share a very warm hug, and she tells him she was surprised by his call but happy. He was always her favorite, her favorite student. <laughs> you were a favorite of mine. Well, I can see that now. I know now. <laughs> <laughs> they head to the bedroom. Before they do, he hits play on this exact same fucking parliament track. <laughs> I just want to say, again, I know I'm harping on about it, but the dialogue and the acting is perfect because before oh. she mentions teacher-student, you, you can know, tell. You can know tell. they are. Yeah. I don't know how perfect it is, but I don't know yeah. what tipped it off, but you, you just know. You can tell You can tell the writer had a teacher that was his favorite. Yeah. I'm into real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have you. I'm going to bleep out her name. Miss. Oh, too many to mention over here. Craig and Sandra walk the street looking for a car for her. He's holding the diving trophy. We'll see why in a second, <laughs> yeah. which I love. I could tell immediately what was going to happen yeah. with that. He's explaining, he feels like he has to explain while he feels like it's okay to be alone at the end. And again, she's not really listening. He's just talking. Even when you're with someone else, you're still by yourself. And I don't think that's pathetic. I don't think that's sad. Oh, what about this one? Uh, no, let's keep going. But what I do find sad and what I do find pathetic is people who don't know themselves or people who don't like themselves. And as soon as they hear that the world is ending, they rush out and try and hook up with someone like it was closing time at Studio 54. Well, I guess I'm not the one to talk to. She has a throwaway line where she says, I guess I'm not the one to talk about, referring to something else that we will find out later. Mm -hmm. Right? She says there's something to be said for human companionship, but he just keeps talking. He picks a car and he's about to break in the window with the trophy, but she stops him. She can't drive standard. Stand, does that mean manual? It means manual. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought so. In Canada. See, I love these moments in the film where, yes, this film, I, I do love how it's all subtext and how it's a deeper meditation, but I do love these moments in the movie where the meditation comes to the forefront and it's a dialogue about the philosophy of things. Yeah. And, he well, that's re- what these art house films are all about. Yeah. He then rants about how disappointing cars are. 
I mean, cars are another big disappointment. They should have gone farther than this. They peaked both aesthetically and technically sometime around the mid-70s, 72 according to my friend, and then basically no progress. I mean, we deserved better. I mean, even the little things, you know? Why do they always have to be shiny? Why couldn't they make a car with a nice matte finish? Well, there's something to be said for human companionship. Oh, come on. I like human beings as much as the next guy. Okay, no. This one, okay? This one? So this is where I was going to talk about, talk about the writing, mm. right? Awesome. Yeah. Because this is so deceptively elegant. Right? Thank because you. Because it's a rant about a car that seems throwaway, but it serves both a character function and a plot function. Yeah. And those two things are, re- that is so fucking hard to do. That Dancing. is such good writing. Dancing without pulling your focus to going, hey, right here, his, this is what I'm doing. His it, disappointment it, with the way the world tells us about him and his personality. He mentions his friend and his friend's feelings about cars, which sets up his relationship mm. with, with Craig and for later. sets up the car that Sandro then- And sets up the car for, the car yeah. for later. And there's so many little things throughout the th- thing. I think that the craft- Craft-wise, the way it's shot, I think it's pretty it's, good. It's good for, for what it is. It's good for an, indie, you, yeah. for an indie movie in 1998 shot on film. Yeah. I think it's good work. I'm not saying it's not good work. What I think is exceptional about this movie is the, the, ri- is the writing. Yeah. Not yeah. The, the writing not, in not general. Just the writing. Yeah. The, the, the dialogue. The, ri- the yes, writing. I think yes, the writing sorry. in this movie is the thing that I keep coming back to. There is not a single thing in this movie that is not without purpose. Yeah. Everything that seems throwaway is a setup for something. Is a yes. setup for something else. Yeah. Everything Thank serves a function. Putting it in words for me because all I've been able to say is like, this is great. Oh, this is great. Yeah. But like, that. it is um, fucking elegant. Yes. If, if you weren't yeah. saying that, how would we know Brody's in the room? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not yelling at our <laughs> This is cool, guys. Yeah. So that's my that's, <laughs> that's my thing with this this movie. Yeah. I think the, the 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 thing that holds it together is the the writing, and you know, and and then it it rewards rewatching. Because you yeah, then there you get is more of you it get more, more of it out because you notice more connections yeah. and you notice more pieces of pieces of elegance. I would say say in the right definitely <laughs> like the big thing that you both missed. Shut up! I don't need to be reminded <laughs> of this. Think, I don't think we missed it because ah. we both well, knew you it thought was it was there. there. No, he he asked the question. He missed it. No, I'm, I'm allowed to ask the question. I'm not sure about the answer. Right. You yeah, sure I think we were in the okay. same space. We thought it, but yeah. we didn't know it was confirmed. Yeah. The movie gives us a pretty definitive answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, making the connections now. Is this the end of the? <laughs> this is the end of the murder mystery where I'm like, I piece it all together. <laughs> She repeats the line, there's something to be said for human companionship mm. because he's talking about cars. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like human beings as much as the next guy. Yeah. <laughs> they pick a car. He smashes the window. They get in and he tries to hotwire it like he's seen in the movies. <laughs> this, I was like, the angle of this where it's they're like so in the fucking car and it's just him, so, his arm flailing yeah. about at the top. So the whole scene plays in a single shot yeah. and Beautiful. it's just him flailing around the foreground trying yeah. to break into the, break into the, uh, what the fuck is the fairing of the car? Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like, and I know there's wires under here. There's wires under here. <laughs> so <laughs> as do he's doing that, she reveals. Take my life, for example. How I met my husband. I never knew him. We met at a party when the government closed down. Three days later, we were married. That was like two months ago. And I had been married before. Once before. To a guy from a bakery shop where I used to work, so I should have known better. But this marriage... My current marriage is the best relationship I've ever had. I love him. I feel like we've lived a lifetime together. So I guess I'm one of those people you hate. Oh, well, 
I didn't mean it that way. And another thing. I'm pregnant. You're going to have his baby? Carrying it. His embryo, my baby. That line there, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Is that immoral? Do you think that's immoral? Immoral? Well, uh, well, no, none of us can have children. Uh, actually, I think it's kind of sweet. I wanted to know if I could do it, if I had the power, and I do. We could have done anything together. I love him. And we're going to go all the way. He's still trying to kick off the, the ferry. Yeah, the all the <laughs> way was very interesting, hey? What are you doing? Well, uh, aren't there some wires under this thing if you break it off? I don't know what he's doing at all. He's just seen it in movies. Which is fantastic. I love when in a movie... Mm. Somebody Someone, yeah. somebody does something that only ever happens in movies, but can't do it because it doesn't work like that in real life. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to call one of my favorite jokes, and it's probably a movie that you don't like that much. The Nice Guys. Uh, I love you know the what? Nice I've never, guys. You know what? I've never, I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah. So as a detect, as a as a private detective, he punches a piece of glass through with like. He wrapped, yeah. wrapped his hands in drag, punched it through, and immediately just, just like starts severed yeah. an artery. Yeah, yeah. And, and the next, and the next shot is him going, "Oh!" and the hot and the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the nice, oh, the nice guys. Yeah. With the Will Ferrell, Marky Mark. No, the nice guy. Will Ferrell, Marky Mark. No. No. Oh, wait. Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's one Sorry. of my fucking favorite movies. That is one of the all-time greatest movies. Why would you think movies? I wouldn't like that movie? I, I don't know. I, I can't what tell with you. What am I getting mixed up with? That movie okay. is written and anything directed in, by... Anything in the last decade, I can't tell with you, man. That is written and directed by Shane Black, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I knew you liked Shane Back up from maybe one of his last films. What am I getting what's, confused what's, with? What, what's one of his last films I didn't like? Well, the other the, guys. Wasn't it one of the Predators? I like that movie. Did you? I like that movie except for the last third. Eh, you know. <laughs> I like that movie until the studio started interfering. I love how you oh, can I, like I remember, movies I remember you in can... sections. Like, <laughs> oh, when we <laughs> talked about Captain America, yeah. and you're like, the first half of that movie's fucking dope. It is. The second mean, half sucks balls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were thinking of the, uh, the movie that I thought you were thinking of. The, the other guy. The other guy. That's yeah, what yeah, I was confusing it with. Because you know what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what happened is you said the name of the title, and then he reacted to him thinking <laughs> of the other guy. <laughs> through the power of osmosis, I was the power of osmosis, I, I was you. confused. I you broded you. You Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not the nice guys is, is, oh, okay, is, yeah. is incredible. No, I, 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 yeah, I, love, I that. love that movie. Yeah, I, I love that so movie. So good. I love, yeah. I, also, I love that gag. I love yeah. that gag in 21 Jump Street where, not, where things that they expect to explode don't explode. <laughs> yeah. And then is it a tanker of milk explodes? <laughs> yeah. That is such a good movie. They're fucking great Both movies. Both of those movies yeah. are fantastic. You know who's yeah. in the second one? Yeah. White Russell. I could just drown in those eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's the footballer. He's the football player. He's got the... I can't remember this. With the eyes. Very his well. football team is the Red Herrings. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite gag. My favorite gag in that yeah. movie is yes. that the football team is called the Red Herrings. Ah, oh, fuck. That's gold. Oh, that's so good. Okay, good back, writing, man. Back with this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gag for me, the, 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 that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love that gag. I love that movie. That movie yeah, is all right. Yeah. That, I, that, that should, started had, my love for Ryan Gosling. I love Ryan Gosling yeah. for one before that. Mm. We should have had like two or three fucking sequels to that. Oh, shit, yeah. That should be like. Like Lethal Weapon. There yeah. should be like four of those movies. Yes. Also, watch Lethal Weapon, man. I have. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen the others very well. I think I've seen bits and pieces. That's where we had a conversation on the pod where you we, said you, you hadn't did. seen you said, Lethal You said Weapon. bits and pieces of like, you said, yeah, I think I've you seen. You said bits and I've pieces. I've definitely seen it. I can't remember it that well. He's not allowed to watch them. They're on the list. <laughs> 
They're, uh, on, the, they're on the list. Definitely it, have it's, seen it's, it's, it's not been em- for years. It's been embargoed. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we're going to have... We not, need not to have, for years. We need to have a serious conversation about Shane Black. Like, yeah. That's yeah. going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Uh, more than once. Because there's another movie that I keep on name dropping on this pod that you're like, I don't know that movie. And he fucking wrote it. Name drop it? I'm not going to tell you right now. Fuck you. (laughs) Can we talk about this movie? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm keen. They try to hitch a ride, but no one will stop. They almost get run over. Somebody who does stop is a convertible full of rejected extras from The Purge. Yeah. (laughs) Patrick changes his mind and asks them for a smoke instead, and they drive away. The guy in the back seat with the baseball bat and the green hat hat is Bruce McDonald. Oh. Director of Twitch City and Hardcore Logo. He's so young. I thought other. I would have expected him to be older. Well, they were all kind of young. They're all kind of young. Yeah, okay. On the radio. We're coming up on about 9.30, and we've reached number 34 in the top 500 songs of all time. We can't stop the clock, but we can make it go a little smoother. Mr. Burton Cummings. In movies, I just love old radio DJs yeah. like this. It's, 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 Fucking great. It's still still daytime and it, and it seems real bright out there. And I, I love <laughs> the vibe. I, I love the vibe movie. of um, old movies where th- there seems to be just a sense of like 80s and 90s with that like the radio channels were just everywhere out in the open, you know? I, I also love that this station just plays garbage songs. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not actually the top 500 songs yeah. of all time. No, no, but we, 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 get that, we get that and later. Yeah. End, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just playing whatever he wants because yeah. no one can stop he, him. Yeah. It's, it's his top it's 500. His top 500 <laughs> which, is, which is amazing. So Donna is still working. She paces around and has a little dance and sings to Glamour Boy by the Guess Who, which is what's playing on the radio. Sorry, so, just to mention on music. Music, both diegetically and non-diegetically, is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's always good when you get to use those words, you know. <laughs> Techno speak. <laughs> the knife deep to my heart. So big. He'll twist it. Uh, later Audience, on. I just looked Adam straight in the eyes because he fucking got me. He fucking did, didn't you, Ken? You feel proud about yourself? I think Donna's had more than one juice today. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Are you saying she's juiced? In the foreground. <laughs> wait, wait. So dumb. In the foreground. <laughs> Out of focus, yeah. her computer is already open to Curtis's webpage, <laughs> yeah. but no attention is brought to it. Of I any was trying kind. to see what end. it was, but she does take a post-it note and write down his phone number. Uh, you don't, but it's all just there. You don't see it unless you look. Unless you're looking for yeah. it. Yeah, I love that she goes to Duncan's office and then just pushes everything off the table. Of course. Yeah. Because she feels like being impulsive. Yeah. Because fuck it, it's the end of the world. Yeah. And I love there, how There's like, actually not enough of this in this in this film a little I bit. I agree. Yeah. Mm. I love that she's set up as this non-impulsive character. And again, the subtlety of her character is so good. She's set up as a non-impulsive character because she's the one who's going to stay and keep the lights on. Keep the gas going until the end of the world. And then in the end, we get a little bit of depth in her character. And you're like, that makes so much sense. Mm. Still trying to hitch. A car stops for Patrick and Sandra. It's Menzies, a friend of Patrick's from high school. <laughs> Love this. He takes a, Patrick a second to recognize him. He offers Patrick two tickets to his recital tonight. He finally got his recital. It's at 11 sharp. He deserved a recital. Patrick isn't too interested, but his friend needs a lift if they're finished with the car. <laughs> Patrick, I, I need it, at least until the show. You know, Ernie might have to run errands or, or, or load equipment in. You know how concerts are. Right. I'd love to help you out, and, and your friend, she looks like a movie star, but uh, I only have one car. 
Right. Not like Craig's Willer. Yeah. Again. He's not what? Craig's Willer. Craig. He's not Craig. Our friend Craig, who owns more oh, than one right. car. Yeah. Sorry, I, I missed that one. Yeah. 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 Again, throwaway, but a setup for what they're, yeah, for what yeah, they're yeah, about yeah, to yeah. do. As I walk down the street, we do say that there is an apartment building in the distance that is on fire. One of the very few mm. visual effects shops. Yeah, I saw that. They go to Craig's apartment and buzz him. Yeah, what is it? Craig, it's me, Patrick. I have to ask you a favor. What is it? I'm busy. Let me in. It's important. Everything is important today. Ten minutes. They went yeah. in the hall outside of his apartment. Patrick finally asks her about the case that she's carrying. It's stuff they need to know. My husband and I are going to commit suicide. We're going to kill each other at midnight. Mm. I love that. Mm. Craig comes out with Miss Carlton. Yes. The review from the top of the top of the episode is exactly right. They fall into like a teacher-student dynamic. So good. The French? The yeah. look. Did you notice the look? Yeah. The look that, so Miss Carlton Craig. comes out mm -hmm. and there is a look that he gives Craig. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. She wants to know what he's been up to and in French because she was their French teacher. Oh, yeah. If I had a French teacher, I don't care. I would want to as well. He explains. Nah, my French did no. <laughs> he explains in French that he was an architect in an architect office. Uh, J'étais un architect dans un bureau d'architecture. But nothing he designed was ever built. Uh, je ne... Je n'ai jamais fait quelques édifices moi-même, non actually built. Oui, oui. Mm. He did a lot of drawing for other architects and worked on many projects. Uh, mais uh, j'ai travaillé, uh, uh, j'ai fait beaucoup de dessins et uh, j'ai travaillé sur beaucoup de projets avec les autres architectes. And she tells him the important thing was the effort. L'important, c'est d'y mettre l'effort. It's a dream. Mm. It's a dream that counts. The way she like hears and is like, oh, beautiful. Yeah. And like the way that he uses very simple French so mm. that even though you're not having a translator, it's you're high like, school French. You know, what you, you know what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I translated it, but yeah. yeah, but yeah. So you get the gist. You get the, you get the yeah. gist of it. She tells him it's nice. He can still speak French. French was never Craig's forte. She says as she strokes his face because yeah. his forte was something <laughs> the else. The backhand stroke. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's just so beautiful. She gets into the lift, and I love her little her the face. look at the look at the, the look of her face, oh, and then her it little. Gives me, it gave me goosebumps. And then just her little. About it. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Yeah, yeah it's great. It's beautiful. Mm. She's so good. Yep. Mm. She's so good. Has she yeah. done anything? She is a veteran Canadian stage and screen actress. Right. I didn't write Genevieve. I don't want to mispronounce her name, sure. but I think it's Genevieve uh, French last name. Behold. Yep. Yep. So yeah, but she was, she's very well known within that, within that scene. Incredibly yes. good actor. Yeah, she's good. Mm. 10 PM. Fuck off. You can't have it. <laughs> Craig doesn't want to give him the car. Huh? It's part of my thing. What are you doing? Planning a road trip or something? Cause guess what? You don't have time. Look, I told you, it's not about that. It's not about, Utility. You know, listen, I'm sorry. It's important. I'm sorry we had to interrupt your last day. Let's go. I have two others. It's a collection. They're antique cars. Two old cars is not a collection. It's a guy with two old cars. He wanted to die, man, with three, three cars. cars. Yeah. <laughs> he ends up giving in. Sandra thanks him. Patrick offers to walk her down, but she's like, no, I can probably find it. This scene, this then, sequence is so good. Fuck, sorry. And then before she goes, she asks Patrick what he's doing right now. Right now, I'm 
going home, I guess. Mm. And he takes it to mean like, like, but I think she kind of does as well. But then she's like, yeah, she does. But then when he says he's headed home, she says, if my husband calls, if my husband calls, Tell him I'm coming. Tell him I'm coming. Yeah, it's like she's in this kind of space where she doesn't know if she's coming or going. He's the same. He's a little lost. She's yeah. a little lost. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's obviously, yeah. We There's watch. this push and pull of the scene between the two yeah. of them where like they're both mm. trying to pull the it's other in. It's almost a will they won't sort of thing, but not with it, sex. It's it with is. their, whether they're going to be in each other's lives for anything Yeah, any, they uh, found this else. dialogue yeah. that they want to keep going. They found this. this Groove. Yeah. 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 We watch from up high as Sandra gets into the car and drives away. It is a classic, classic car. Mm, uh, lime they green. Did lime green. I, did, I didn't write that. Twin engine. Something, something yeah. special. Mm-hmm. 72. It looked dope. Craig and Patrick chat. Craig is surprised that Patrick was just helping her out and not trying to like hook up with her. Yeah, he's like, you dog, I know. I could tell by looking at you too. He says, women these days are ripe for the picking. They all want to go out with a bang. Mm. Mm. Sandra <laughs> does want to go out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that one. Well done. Zing. For one brief moment, I thought you had actually forgotten your uh, tragedy. Look, I'm not complaining. You don't have to. And realized that what is one death compared to the fact in under two hours, every living soul on earth is going to evaporate. Yeah, well, I realize that. It just doesn't turn me on, you know. Mm. If Karen were here, she'd want you to be with other people, right? (laughs) If Karen was here? No, I don't think so. But she liked people. You know what I mean? She worked in a kindergarten, for fuck's sake. It's so clear. Yeah, it's so, so clear he suffered a tragedy well, the whole movie. So slowly we're starting to reveal Patrick's damage. Yeah. Patrick's just isn't interested. Craig pushes him that he should live while he can, and maybe it's not too late. I mean, most people are probably taken by now, but if I were you, I'd get on the blower, get on the internet. I mean, that's what it's there for. That's why we called it the blower. Who else does that and besides, then, like, my Commonwealth people? <laughs> Commonwealth people. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, other people oppressed by the British. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kira was like, we were talking about the fact that Commonwealth Games got cancelled. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's such a shame all the people that British oppressed can't get together and do sports every four yeah. years. <laughs> so true. Who cares? He wants to show Patrick something. I also love that during this scene, he offers him vitamins. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a nice piece of business. He opens up the kitchen door. We finally see the kitchen. Mm. The whole kitchen is covered in writing. Like it's chalk paint and then yeah. writing. Yeah. He tried to ask himself, what did he want? He made a list and then he went out and tried to to achieve that goal. It's his sexual bucket list. Patrick reads some out loud. Anal sex. Can you believe it? I had never given it to a woman up the ass before. You know, I'm not afraid to say it now. It's way past modesty at this point. Red head, black, Chinese, blind, uh-huh, sex outdoors, sex with a virgin. See, it's, it's split into different categories, types of location, types of act, type of woman. What about bestiality? You done that yet? Not on the list. It's just things I wanted to do, not just every perversion. Coercive sex. Um, within limits. Menage a trois. Oui. Like, these are things I really believed in. Uh, I had to look in my heart. Some of these things were hard to achieve. Some of these things were hard to admit to. But I'm proud of what I've done. I, I'm proud of what I've accomplished. And, and I'm not going to my grave with any regrets. And, uh, 
all of this since yesterday morning? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, two solid months. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not over yet. I want to die having a mutual orgasm. Oh, well, I better be going then. <laughs> See, that's a pretty basic fantasy. I mean, if you gotta go, might as well be coming, right? right. Which is which is a great, uh, great turn of phrase. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've definitely heard that before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're gonna go, you may as well come. Yeah, yeah. Um, Patrick, I've never heard that before. Have you not heard that before? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Patrick goes to leave. Can before we get to the next scene? Yeah. There's some. There's a bit of a sinister music thing, which I think goes well with the scene, right? But I also really get what he is doing, and not in a Brody fucked up way, which we all know I am. <laughs> this isn't fucked up though. I, I think it. I think it makes a lot of sense for that character. He's doing some like, like he's working through something. He's dealing. He's dealing with the end of the world well, in like his own is. way. Yeah. It is a. It is a. It is a type. Right, yeah. like yeah. when if if it was going to be the end of the world, there are those people, right? Yeah, there are yeah. those people, and I don't think it necessarily fulfills him in the end, but I think he's he's keeping himself. Mm. I think he's keeping himself like alive and going with it and sustaining. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I do find it interesting that we kind of get an idea of two different types of the parts of the characters. We get the, the idea of how they have been dealing with themselves in the world since they found out everything yeah, was going to end and how they're true. dealing with the end separate. Yeah. Those that's things, those very things true. Are, those things are two different kind of, that's such a good thing. They have to, to deal have. with. Yeah. How, how do you deal with where, how you fill in that gap between? Yeah. And, and how, how do, you, do you deal with the actual end? Yeah. yeah no, that just gave good. me goosebumps. I love that delineation. Yeah. Well, our jogger tells us. Craig catches up with Patrick and asks him to come back in. He needs a favor. He was trying to give Patrick a hint by showing him the list. Do you want to have sex? Uh, that was down at the bottom of the list. I mean, there were certain acts that could only be done with other men. That, that necessarily wouldn't include anal sex, because I already did that. But, you know, there are other things. I mean, there's a thing. Right, right. I understand. Patrick, I like you. I mean, I always have. And I like you, too. And to be perfectly honest, I, I never thought of you that way. I mean, uh, but that idea of uh sex with other men you know it crossed my mind as, as it has done with with most of us probably of course so here, here's our chance i mean you could do <laughs> worse i love this fucking yeah, conversation yeah so good. in 1998 this is so different than yeah. anything else that you see in seeing hundred percent. And the, yeah, they banter a little bit about how long it'll take. And the fact that Craig's also been like really busy today already. Yeah. And, and it, he's got a day coming and it ends with, <laughs> pa- yeah, there's another date coming. And then it ends with Patrick explaining. I would do it. If you ask me any other time, I swear. If I always thought I should, you know, if you'd given me some time to prepare, psychologically and some time after a couple months <laughs> I knew it you're a wuss it's, it's nothing personal it's no, nothing to do with you I would say the same thing to a woman it's just sex today I just don't want to risk having bad sex today just don't want that to be the last thing on my mind and you think I'm fucked but I love you they kiss mm. 
And he says, I love you too, pal. There is such an honesty to this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that so many men are just unwilling and to- Terrified of. Terrified yeah. of, 100%. Yeah. Just the fact to admit of like, oh, my mind's wandered a little bit. Even if that tiny little uh, like admission, so many men could not yeah. deal with. Yeah. And the honesty in this, this oh, I, I can't put into words, Cam, please do so for me. Well, it's just great. I just think it's just a, it's a dynamic that you, you did not see in nineteen in nineteen ninety eight, and I think there's I think there's a truth unless it was no, a movie. No, that's the thing. Unless it was geared, towards. unless it yeah, was a movie, and it is not. Yeah, that, unless this it was a movie, not. unless it was a movie about like you know queer relationships. Yeah. Then you wouldn't see this kind of. You wouldn't mm-hmm. see this. Kind this of is thing. the the frank and honesty is such a amazing thing because it's not mm. like there's any tension. No. It's just two really good friends who love each other and they're like, hey, why not? Yeah. And it is something that is almost more scary because of that position. Yeah. 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 And then I love... Okay. Mercy fuck your skinny ass. What was I thinking? In your dreams, pal. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. No, you weren't. Then they fall into high school boy banter because yes. that's how they know each other mm. and they do use Patrick does use an F word slur yeah because, I the end the of the day, because at the end of the day they were two straight boys who were in yeah. high school together I, 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 think, I, I, I don't hate the use of it in this no I, I get the joke the joke is it's inappropriate and they know it and at this point in time it's not something that could have been handled outside of this kind of setting you know what so I mean in the, in the context of this movie at the time that F word slur, it was used probably so casually, oh, oh, casually, so casually. In, in a sense that it probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Now in context of today and how we look at everything and like that, it you could look at it and be like, that's a comment on well, falling them, back into those rever- dynamics. I, I, don't think it is. Yeah. I, I don't think it is. I, I think I it's I them think laughing I, at I the honesty that they just shared, yeah. you know? Ah. And also and also the expectation yeah. of society. Yes. Right? Mm. The, or the expectation of their previous experience within a high school dynamic where they were yeah. where they were straight yeah. male friends. And they're almost going like, look at us. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, look wow. The, the look amount, how far we've come. Sandra is driving. On the radio, we're coming up to the last hour. There's a lot of people in the streets, and she gets stuck in. We're starting to see the purge. Yeah, we're starting to see the purge. She gets stuck in traffic because people have just abandoned. There is, there is a rising make. tension over the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is. is. Totally. There's definitely people that are not taking it well. Mm. Um, it, but I love how it ratchets up so slowly and creeps a, in. A woman yeah. yells at her that this is a pedestrian zone, and then her car actually gets attacked by a guy with a golf club, and she does have to abandon it. They they continue to harass her, Alex. Jennifer, Jennifer's yeah. boyfriend hits the dude with a with, with a, a shovel, shovel. Yeah. and yeah. then he's like, "Are you okay?" And she just screams, "I've got a gun!" <laughs> yeah, he goes panicking. back to he goes back to Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. She sent him over. I thought it was a friend of my brother's. He used to collect cars like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love this little development with their characters because you get a. Uh, uh, um, you get a sense of the world and the connectedness. Well, no, you get a uh, oh, sense of what he was saying when he was like, oh, we're going to my parents afterwards. It was like a cover story for them to yeah, go they're out. Gonna go, they're and you get go some party. further yeah. depth to what they were saying before at the dinner yeah. where he was like, I get it. I understand it. And and, yeah, we're going to go out into the streets and blow off some steam. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and you actually get to understand that 
Yeah. They're just young kids going to have a family dinner and then like acting. They're putting on the mask that yeah. they need to, yeah. you know. They're heading to the big end of the world party at, at a, like a local square where everybody's kind of gathering. Things are getting much wilder in the streets. We see a bunch of people start rocking the tram. Yeah. From earlier yeah. To roll it over. The mum and daughter are still inside. Yeah, fucking which hell. Is, which is kind of tough. On the news on a TV at Duncan's house. Fighting, swearing and tearing asunder the monuments of civilization. Closer to home, over 600 would-be rock stars joined with Randy Bachman in North York for the world's largest guitar jam. Here they are learning the chords to taking care of business. Taking care of business. Why is this song? Everybody's doing their own thing. I would try and get to like Antarctica. Duncan is eating ice cream alone. Ah. Mm. He checks his watch. His dinner table is set for two. Mm. We hear a horn beep. That's so obvious. Fuck. I didn't. There's something even more obvious. Remember that he was eating ice cream. Yeah. Remember that he was eating ice cream. Uh, Oh, strawberry ice cream. (laughs) It's just us going. Fuck, I missed it. We hear a horn beep from outside and then a gunshot. I thought it was coincidence. Yeah. He goes to see what's happening. There's a punk kid and his girlfriend outside and the kid has a shotgun. He asks Duncan what he wants. What do you want? Hey. Nothing. Come on, Marty, let's just go. Don't move. Marty, forget it. We gotta go downtown. Shut up. But the kid points his gun at Duncan and follows him back inside. Look at me. This is so good. Cronenberg saying, well, just kind of like keeps crawling back. He goes into like the dark dark and then back into the light. I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, his clock starts chiming. I'm not afraid of what you can do. You're the one who's afraid. You're the one who's afraid. And then we cut away. Yeah. It's 11 p.m. The intensity of the yeah. kid is also something to note here. He did fucking well. He like. also looked like he was falling down under the weight of the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was holding dad's fucking hunting rifle or yeah, something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that, that last silhouette frame of Cronenberg saying I'm not fucking afraid. Chilling. Cronenberg loved that. And Cronenberg delivers yeah. a performance there. So good. Yeah. He's great. Menzies takes stage for his recital. <laughs> yeah. There's like nine or ten people there. But Miss Cullen's come to watch. Yeah. She, she seems like all she's doing is going to see what her old students were doing, which yeah. is kind of nice. It yeah. is. Yeah. She it's, has it's, this it's sense seeing of, the result of a life's work yeah. sort of thing. He the starts playing piano. the piano. He's actually pretty good, right? He, it, this scene is, this piano music is fucking incredible. His piano playing scores a look at the children's paintings that are on Patrick's wall. Yeah. Mm.
they doesn't go for long enough, I reckon. They get well soon messages to his yeah. wife or mm. partner, Karen. Patrick takes a single chair out onto a rooftop and sets it down. I love the setup of his apartment. Just the randomness of that single window yeah. in that wall. I love the way he gets through the window. He doesn't yeah. even like hold the sides. Yeah. Like he, he's, he's got weird lanky enough to like step <laughs> yeah. through it almost. Yeah. He steps through it. He steps through it onto a, like yeah. a flat onto a flat roof. Yeah. He takes the chair out and sets it down and then runs speakers out and sets them up on stands. Gets himself a bucket of ice and a bottle of champagne. On the table is the wine that Sandra left behind and he goes to open that instead. He goes to the bed. I'm pretty sure it's the bed where his wife died. Mm. And there's two cups. There's two blue glasses on the nightstand. So he takes one of those, goes outside and pours himself a glass of red. He's ready to wait for the end of the world. but the phone rings. Mm. It's his father. They're trying to coordinate what song to play at the end. <laughs> I love that. That's something dad and, and Patrick, I would do. And Patrick is like, no, that's Christmas music. You can't play that. I, know, yeah. I don't have that record. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. His doorbell <laughs> rings and looking out his window, it's Sandra. She's yelling for him to open up. Yeah. He thinks about it for a moment. He tells his father that he'll call him back and then he goes downstairs and he just hands it. He comes down with the phone and hands him mm. the phone. She calls and there's no answer. They go upstairs so that she can check her messages and see if he called. And he did because he called everyone. He was calling from the gas company. This was heartbreaking. Even even if you watched it from Adam and I's point of view in the scene, <laughs> this was fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. And it was, oh, the his call filled up Patrick's machine so that even if he did call back, there she was no hear, way yeah. that she would have been able to know. Mm. Patrick takes the second glass from the nightstand and pours her some red and she just keeps playing the message over and over again to hear his voice. Patrick tries to comfort her. I'm sure that whatever happened, I'm sure he tried to reach you. He's obviously conscientious. He also <laughs> says- that line, I was like, oh, oh He also says- So funny, but so dark. She has to ask him a question. He says yes before she can, before she can actually ask. Yes, what? Yes, you can stay. You can spend the night until the end. I mean, even if he was there, your husband, you wouldn't make it home in time. It's past 11. And any, any way I want you to stay. I've been thinking about it, and it's not an imposition. It's not like I want to have sex with you, but I do feel like like I, I, I like you. We made a connection, and I want us to be together. 
I want you to shoot me. Her response is, I want you to shoot me. <laughs> oh, that was the question. <laughs> Fucking yeah. amazing. So and dark. his response is it's so, so good. She her response. Yeah. She mm. opens the case and loads a gun. I'm not going to let this world take my life. I'm not just going to pass away. At 12 o'clock, I'm asking you to shoot me. He doesn't know if he can. And she's like, I'll shoot you too. <laughs> like, it's a, like, like it's a nice thing yeah. to do. He's like, help me pick a record to play. I mean, I hardly know you. This is <laughs> and he wants to know why she picked this. Like, why did you pick this wine? And then she's like, I don't know. I just picked it. And he's like, it's bad it's really wine. really bad wine. <laughs> but I love the fascination of like wanting yeah. to know why this person chose such a bad yeah. wine and how he's still drinking it. He's like very specific in how he's choosing his end. I love it, That's man. The thing. And he's wanting to know what, what's her intention yeah. yeah which i think is him him trying to drill into why do you want me to shoot you yeah i think it's subtext to that yeah <sighs> but i i love how it's like a parallel for sex where it's like if i'm gonna have sex with you or shoot you i need to know and love you on this day you know mm. do you not feel uh yeah maybe it could be i blacked out <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was just looking ahead yeah. I'm like i'm sorry i actually did design on you because i was looking that's ahead. okay i'm just trying to make sure i do a good job because i really love the end of this movie mm. his parents yeah. his parents at home in their bedroom talk about who patrick might have been talking to and so they good. are happy that he might be happy so good mm. it's like we realized the mom that's wasn't nice. crying yeah. because she wanted to be with him she's she just crying to be happy. yeah jennifer calls to say goodbye in the lounge room Grandma and Rose are watching old home <gasps> movies on the TV. Nah. When were they going to watch all this? Well, no, I that's, love that's, that la- comment. that's later. Yeah. So I'll come back to that. Later. It's from Christmas. No, this is Jennifer's birthday. <laughs> I can't figure out what it's from. Sandra and Patrick are uh, end of the world speed dating. Mm. Open fires. Born food. And traveling. I like to travel. I've been to every continent except South America. So, how was Antarctica? And Antarctica. But even there, I wish I'd seen it too. Ice cream? I guess that's pretty obvious. No, no, it counts. I could use some right now. Strawberry ice cream straight out of the package. Strawberry ice cream right out of the packet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should have fucking clicked for me around there. It's yeah. his turn. He starts giving her his whole life story and yeah. she hurries him up. Tell me something to make me love you. Tell me your big tragedy. What tragedy? About the girl you loved who ran away or died. She died. It's pretty obvious. I love that. Yeah. Because it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's hard, it's hard for me to explain this. You'd have to meet my family, but, um, well, she taught me how I could love. How much? Just a lot, actually. (laughs) Surprising. You'd never believe it, someone like me, but, um, it was embarrassing, actually. I embarrassing for me to tell you this um, and uh, to tell her but um, she she died and then they said the world would end Mm, well, that's a fucking great day. See, that's when I started. That's when I started like linking this through, and I was like, "Oh, this movie kind of feels like an allegory for grief." 
you know. Yeah, yeah. For Patrick, as the well, world ended for him the day his wife died, and he's working through it. So, and she, that's what I think the ending is. Yeah. She was sick. I remember when people got sick and died one at a time. It's not your fault. But she died, I know. That the world is ending. Oh yeah, yeah, that too, I know. I'm not that arrogant. Yeah. His wife died, and then they told him the world was ending, and his world was already ending. Yeah. Tell me more. I want to love you. It won't be hard. <sighs> Back at the Wheeler house, Grandma and Rose are still watching home movies. <laughs> this is where we get the, mm. however they expected to watch all this. We see Patrick. Which how were parents thinking they were going to yeah. watch all this? We see Patrick opening a present. It's his Pete Seeger album. Oh, yeah, it was too. <laughs> yeah. They talk about how hard this is all going to be on the children. I don't give a damn. People are always saying the children. Pity the children. I'm tired of the children. They haven't lived, given birth, watched their friends die. I have invested 80 years in this life. The children don't know what they're missing. You fucking tell them, Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, fucking I, earth. I got so... I wasn't angry at her, but I was like coming into this immediately from being a, a new dad. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Because I was like... I mean, I'm an even, thr- I mean, I'm yeah, even fresher even, dad than you are. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I agree you're, with a weird, you're a straight... You're an odd dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm psycho. I'm yeah, slightly I'm psycho. psycho dad, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was like, throughout the whole movie, I'm like, I haven't seen a kid apart from the tram lady's yeah, teenage yeah. girl who looked 20. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I couldn't even imagine. I would be so fucking mortified and, and tense and awful thinking yeah. about, like... My kid not having a fucking future, and yeah. I, I feel that right now. Like yeah. I, I'm constant state of like existential dread for my kid. Um, I, I can't commiserate, obviously. No, no. Um, but in in this, I was like, yeah. I, I love her for that. I yeah. love Rose for thinking that, and I'm like, I, I can't relate. Yeah. There's no relation to me in in that character at all. Yeah, but I love it. I don't know if I was Rose. It's like, would you feel for your grandkids? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Rough. Your kids are grown up. It's their kids. <laughs> and in the fireplace, the gas goes out. This made me think, uh, made me doubt yeah. that it was like something else. And I started thinking, oh, is the gas company the reason why the world's ending? That's like, because we that's because we recently watched uh, Highlander 2. The Shield, the shield Company. Fucking true. <laughs> Donna has left her post. Yeah. On screen at the gas company, we see Craig's website, webpage. Mm. <laughs> at his place, he isn't sure if... She is what she says she is. What do you mean? I think you could tell. Well, no, I've never had one before, so. I'm a virgin. Why would I lie? (laughs) People do. I mean, I would if I were in your place. Yeah. He questions her and she's going to leave, but then he's like, it, no, it's because you're so beautiful and I'd want you anyway. So she stays. Yeah. Our jogger goes past the turnover tram and lets us know that Patrick and Sandra are on the roof. Patrick's trying to kind of be okay with it. In a way, I feel kind of privileged. I mean, it's the biggest thing that ever happened and uh, we're going to be there. I mean, no one was there to witness the beginning, but we're going to be there at the end. Should I get a clock? (laughs) 
<laughs> she doesn't think that they'll need one. They'll be able to figure it out. Okay, uh, let's go to the can. Last chance. Make our final, final phone calls. Yeah. Let's go to the can. <laughs> so funny. We're about to leave, kids. Make sure you go to the bathroom. Sandra calls home one last time, mm. and we see that Duncan was eating strawberry ice cream right out of the packet. It's melting on the table above his dead body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is... Tragic, but also kind of good to see some connection there. But he did get shot. What I'm fucking absolutely blinded by right now, as I'm speaking, she called him. She called him. How is there not more obvious connection of like, oh, that was the person she was trying to call this whole time? She literally talks about him calling. Yeah. She she's uh, like, I'll try his, I'll try I'll his car blood. phone. Uh, and she's like, he's in the car making a fucking self. Oh, it's all there. such an idiot. Yeah, it's all there. Sometimes. Such an idiot. Mm. On the news, it's 10 minutes to the end of the world. Alex and Jennifer are at the big party. Craig's having trouble because he's had a very busy day. And Patrick drops the needle on Pete Seeger's Guantanamo. Yeah. Sandra tells him to wait until the very last second. Wait till the last second. How will I know? You'll know. They're pointing guns at each other's head as the camera circles around them. How? It's never happened before. How will I know? Well, now. It's too big. Wait till you're certain. God, it's times like this when I really miss the night. Why did I want to Craig gets it going. Patrick's parents pray. Call for your help. Menzies plays as Miss Cullen watches. We see something in the sky getting brighter and then we check in with everybody one last time as their scenes white out. Menzi's playing his heart out. Craig and Donna having mutual orgasms. Mm. The wheel is praying. Alex and Jennifer counting down. She closes her eyes, which is a really nice touch. 16, 15, 
the jogger. It's over. It's over. Six, five, four, three. The sound of everything drops mm. out. And we just hear the sounds of Sandra and Patrick as they look into each other's eyes, lower their guns and kiss. They white out too and the world ends. Mm. And that is last night. It was fucking gorgeous. The end of this, the pacing and the way it went from story to story and end to end and built up to that tension and release kind of gave me um, uh, Aronofsky um, Requiem for a Dream End. Oh, yeah. Well, the fountain. Just the pacing and the end. And, the, and I actually haven't watched The Fountain yet. Oh, The Fountain's I know. Incredible. Yeah. Fountain's my favorite film of his. Do you guys think this is like moving, the end of the world is kind of like moving on after that? Or do you reckon I'm reaching with that one? What do you mean moving on? What do you mean? What? Like with oh, the you mean like accepting the ex- grief and moving on? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It's about like um, like waiting till the last second for like Patrick is clearly like, as I said. Patrick felt like the world, like his wife died, and he already felt like the world was ending. So he hasn't accepted the end of, that the world's going to end. Yeah, but she feels like she's trying to keep getting back with her lover. That's like yeah. like that's that at, allegory. At the end of the know? day, it's a, at the end of the day. They even though she is married all either of them really want is a human connection at the end of the world. And through the course of the movie, Patrick is able to accept that within himself Mm. and see that and accept that within another person. And then they have a moment together where they, where they kiss. And it's, I don't think it's, it's it's not a sexual kiss. It's not about being romantic. It's not about being romantic. It's not about sex. It's about closeness. Mm -hmm. It's about Mm -hmm. feeling connected to another human being as the world ends, Mm. which at the end of the day, which pretty much you get with every character in this in different ways, different, in different ways. And at the end of the day, none of us want to fucking die alone. Yeah. Yeah. That sucked. An appropriate age to have seen last night. Uh, I think you've got to be like 15, 16 to really get this. I didn't get it there's at the nothing beginning, too did offensive I? Like, I'm 31. Yeah, there's nothing too offensive in it besides <laughs> like a pair of boobs. couple of pair of boobs. couple of pair of boobs, yeah. Would you watch this, can- this movie again? 100%. I kind of probably need to. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. this movie deserves uh, re-watching every so often. Come back to it and share it with people you love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very disappointed I didn't watch this with Ellie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. A rating for this movie, the way that we rate movies is on a five-star scale with one being I hated this movie, two being I didn't like this movie, two and a half being I like a part of this movie, it was fine, three being I like this movie, four being I love this movie, and five being this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I want to give a caveat to my rating. Oh, I'm a three. Yeah, I understand that coming from you and how you felt about the movie. I, I, I didn't have feelings about the movie. I, yeah. I just, you know. It, it didn't it, hit it, you as hard as it hit uh, me, I think. I, I like it. I, I think there's a lot of great stuff in it. It is not uh, one of my genres of movie that I go, this is my jam, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's, see, that's, it is so one yeah. of mine. So you appreciate it, but it's not just a kind of not really a, a kind of thing. I don't want to say that because there are movies that I love that I like this. Mm. End I, of the world meditation I think movies. Maybe give it five years and come back. Yeah. End, end of the world meditation movies and these kind of protagonists. And it was, it really was my jam mm. without me realizing it was my jam. And I want to give it a five but I think it's above a high four and a half. You know what I mean? So four, I think 
If I could. If we, I, no, no, no. <laughs> if I could, I would give it a 4.75. If we start getting that fucking granular, like, should will go so badly. <laughs> I set a precedent. I think this is a five without it falling into my- Favorite movies of all time. Without it falling into my top 10. You know what okay. I mean? Well, that's yeah. okay. I mean, I don't have a top 10. I have a top like thousand. Yeah, There's so many movies. Like, when people ask me what my favorite movie is, I was like, like what fucking like, genre, subgenre, fucking with which what, actor, what you know? The week it is, yeah. how much coffee have I had? What exactly. Wind direction and speed. Exactly. And then maybe I, I can give throw out three or four. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to commit and I might swap them around. And in 10 minutes, if you ask me, you get a completely fucking different Yeah, answer. 100%. Okay, so before I give you my rating and before I even give you my reason for my rating, uh, there is a piece of information that I have left left out of it because I didn't want it to color the, how you would feel about the rest of the, rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Don McKellar and Tracy Wright were partners that I've, already, that, I've, that I've already mentioned. What I didn't mention is that in a weird piece of like, of life imitating art, mm. She passed away from pancreatic cancer wow. in, in 2010, mm. the same year that they were married. They got married because, they, because he knew she was going to die. Yeah, right. So he experienced- bumps everywhere. He experienced- He Twelve years later, he experienced the, the thing that he wrote and acted is, in, and and acted in, and directed. Mm, it is so that's, wild. That's tragic. I know. Yeah. He wrote. He actually wrote a um a beautiful essay that I that I I did look for it online. And I couldn't find it again. So it might have been one of those things where it's disappeared. But he wrote mm. a beautiful essay about his relationship with her and their final and their final days together and how beautiful it was yeah. to, say, to be able to say goodbye to her in their home. I didn't want that to color how you think about the movie, but. Mm. It is, and it doesn't even really color necessarily how I think about think about the movie yeah. and my rating. It's just a piece of information I felt like I didn't want to put in the middle of yeah, yeah. sure, yeah, what, yeah, we're yeah. Talking, what we were talking about. Because honestly, at the end of it the doesn't day, actually uh, it, it doesn't it actually doesn't, affect the movie. No. But yeah. it's just but it's just one of those things where it's like, holy shit! Can you imagine? This movie is such a massive influence on me as a as I a can, writer and a I creative person. I kind of feel that. Yeah, this mm. is my vibe, yeah. man. Right? I really love how funny it is, and how and, yeah, and I really love how funny it is for how sad it is. Yeah. And how it's funny about sadness. Yeah. But that's, that's not the in best a, kind not of in, humor. Not in, not in an overt way. It is yes. these people trying to find little pieces of humor in a sense. Yeah. In, in, in despair. Well, it's, not, it's not people telling yeah. jokes, but no. it is really funny. It's yeah. really funny. And mm. I love that, that kind of thing. I really wish that, Mc, that McKellar had had the chance to direct more movies like this. Fucking oath. Yeah, I, it's, but he's mostly He's just still alive though. Yeah, right? yeah. He's yeah, still flying okay. around. He's okay. in Cronenberg's newest movie. Right. Crimes of the Future. Right. Where he is acting as an offsider of Kirsten Stewart. And he is fucking fantastic. Dope. He's gone gray. So he's got a gray beard and kind of big, like Fuck yeah. curly gray hair. And he is so funny and so weird. <laughs> yes. It's, just, it's just amazing. Yeah. So five stars. I, yeah. I was yeah. hoping. Yeah, well, I yeah, was it's hoping. It's five stars for me. It's just such a good meditation bar everything else. So unfortunately, really hard to find. So yeah. good luck out there. Yeah, please do yourself <laughs> I mean, a favor. It's, on YouTube. it's just, it's just. Compressed. It's not a long dragging movie either. It's really good work. Wow. It looks like trash on yeah. YouTube as well. It's yeah. not a good. Yeah. It's not a good. It's, 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 a, good it's, it's a quick ninety minutes. Next episode. Next episode. Episode. The way that we pick movies is that my co-hosts alternate taking picks from three choices I prepared this week. Is Kira's pick, which means pick. Oh, by the way, Adam's here. It's <laughs> becoming a thing. You're not Kira. If a movie remains, I'm um, gonna get a Kira wig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
if a movie remains unpicked three times, it's struck out and taken off the list. I can bring it back and lay it down to my choosing. Still on the list. We only have one. There's only one movie. It's, it's the first time that that's happened in a, in it's a, a long time. We haven't yeah, gamed it out in a while. Yeah. It's been a while. So you will get two new picks this this. I'm so happy with my choice, by the way. Like, yeah, I know yeah, we yeah. lost Kabuki Man, but I'm happy. I think Ian's yeah. happy about that choice as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy that we did these back to back. Yeah. I would like to do more of these, uh, I wouldn't say thematic through lines, but. Where, so, we're, where we're able to expand a bit of context between films and whatnot to uh, delve more into the yeah. mind of Keen. Because this was like an expansion on Cronenberg. It wasn't a in repeat a sense, yeah. of it's Cronenberg. Just, it's a yeah. connection because they were in this, they're in the same scene together. Yeah, and you know Canadian I mean? film and stuff Can, like that. And Canadian yeah. cinema. And I'm a big fan of cinema that happens in a regional microcosm. Yeah. Right? So like things emerge and bubble. Like uh, how there was a New Zealand renaissance for a bit. New Zealand, uh, yeah. like how Germany got really good at thrillers in the late 90s. Really? So like all these I haven't German I have not even movies. explored any German Either. movies, really. The French, French, the I love French, French, are, really yeah. French yeah. are really great at action movies right yeah. now. Um, oh, yeah, you said that. Yes. Um, South Korea is like actually oh my where God. all of the best action yeah. is happening. And horror. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, horror was more the, two, the early 2000s. Early. So do a, lot uh, more, a lot more action Busan now. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. We, got, we got circled back into, <laughs> into the, the, Still on the list. Yeah. One movie is... Warlock the Armageddon with two, two strikes. All the signs are now in place. Warlock is here. The son of Satan has returned to fulfill his destiny. What does that command? There are five stones like the one she wears. You must possess them all. He has six days to seek out the stones of power. Who the hell are you? I'm interested in this stone. It's not for sale. I never said anything about buying. And all destruction. Picasso. Definitely Picasso. In the palm of his hand. Tomorrow, everything is going to be destroyed. I've come for the stone. There's only one way to stop a warlock. You mean like I have to fight? I can't even fight the school bully. A chosen few stand between him and his quest. Who am I? The second warrior. Get this stone as far away as possible. They must destroy him. That's the best you can do! Before he destroys creation. Rides over. But to conquer the warlock. Betrayals, partners. They must face the ultimate fear. You don't look so tough now, do you, Blondie? Julian Sands. It is time. Which I could do. I could do uh, the vibe of this. A Julian little bit Sands, more of the, the son of Satan has returned. A little oh, bit more crazy. One hell of a good time. Devilish wit and great special effects. Huh. Yeah. What else we got? I offer two paths. <laughs> Behind for me, a path. <laughs> <laughs> we'll answer these questions three. <laughs> One of us is telling the truth. One of us is telling a lie. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Quick question. Yeah. Do you think you can fuck with me as much as you fuck with Rody? No. Nah. R- Rody? Rody. <laughs> I've no. been called worse. 
No, not, actually not really. Huh. No, not at all. I actually don't think I can game you as much as I can game them. Uh, I get excited. But sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes I game Me you to game him. To game him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't done a Western. <gasps> <laughs> we haven't done a Western. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And if we're going to do a Western, we need to do one that is appropriate to the VHS age. Yep. Wild, and then wild we West. only need to start in one place. You show your whole mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we, need start, we need to start in one place. So I'm adding Carlos... And Emilio Estevez in Young Guns. Oh, shit. Emilio Estevez. (laughs) Kiefer Sutherland. Casey Shamashko. Dermot Mulroney. Lou Diamond Phillips. Charlie Sheen. Young Guns. I do love some Estevezes. I feel like I've so seen Charlie, this maybe. Charlie Sheen's real name is oh yeah. Estevez. Oh my God, the cast in this. Yes. Holy shit. I think Sorry, I've seen this. Please read it aloud. We do have Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Dime Phillips, oh, Charlie yes. Sheen, Der- Dermot Mulroney, Dermot Mulroney, Casey Slamesco. <laughs> Casey Slamesco. Yeah. Slamesco. Young Guns. We don't, we don't have a tagline. Lou Diamond Phillips, um, my man. Jeez, this look. Oh, Actually, that is, that is a banger cast. LDP. Holy crap. Woo. That one. That one. Yeah. Um, I, I, do, I do love me a Western. Can I have a yeah. look? Um, and and uh, what, what's, what's a good plural for Estevez's? Estevai? Uh, Estevai. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, that's a banger. Well yeah, done. Yeah, it well is. Done. And then, mm. also new on the list. Haven't figured it out? Uh, are we doing another Western? Well, no, I mentioned the movie like four or five times today on the podcast. I'm adding David Cronenberg's <laughs> Existence. Existence, of course. There's an intimacy involved in playing Existence that is beyond description. You just pop your spine with a little hydro gun. Break out of your cage, Paco. I haven't crippled anyone yet. Step into my office. Now I'm warning you. It's going to be a wild ride. The new millennium. This is amazing. Will bring a new experience. You're the power source. You'll see how natural it feels. Where the playing field is a parallel universe. The game's a lot more fun when it starts feeling realer than real. Now you're fighting it. I don't like it here. You think it's infected? It's not infected. It's just excited. I think we're still inside the game. We have enemies in our own house. I do feel the urge to kill someone here. Do it. It's just a game. Something's wrong. Oh, God. What happened? 
Let's come back here with us. Starring most of the people in this movie. <laughs> this is right. is this a Cronenbergy one? It's uh, very Cronenbergy. A razor sharp sci-fi thriller. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Jude Law. Oh my ba- god, Baby Jude Law. I too. love Baby, Baby Jude, Jude Law. Law. Yeah. Uh, Ian Holm, Don McKellar, Callum Keith Rennie. Yeah, Craig. Sarah Polly. Of course, yep. Jennifer. Chris, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston. And holy shit! And yes. Willem Dafoe. And oh. Existence. Capital X, capital Z, lowercase everything else. Yeah, I'm I'm wildly confused by the by the name, by the title. Uh, oh, wildly entertaining, great fun. Play it, it. Oh, ex- sorry. The, the 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 tagline is play it, live it, all for it. Is it existential? Mm. Is it a game? Mm. Mm. Can I have a look? Oh, baby Jude Law. He's yeah. so young. We have seen Jennifer. Look at that guy, sorry, hey. I should also just. We have seen Jennifer Jason Lee. We have seen Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, the name is. Fast Times of Richmond High. Oh, yeah, right. Swoon. Swoon. Adam. I know what I'm leaning towards. So What's your thoughts? Let's talk it up. As I said just before, I am liking this through line a little bit. I am like mm-hmm. liking you fight, leading so, us down a little keen listen, path. Listen, mm-hmm. it seems pretty clear that Warlock the Armageddon is not going to get picked, right? Yeah, fuck off. So, right. yeah, sorry, so, that guy. so I offered you two paths. Sorry, Julian Sands. We, 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 we yeah. I offered you two say. paths. One is the same path and the other is a, new path. a path into the West. Do we continue forward or do we take the fork in the road? Do we take mm. the fork in the road? Mm. Mm. I don't know. This is really hard. I am 100% sure what I want. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to put my hand on the scales. He's telling me with his eyes. Uh, do we do, do we Cronenberg it or do we S, S, uh, Are you give, ourse- give, our, give ourselves some Estevai? Are you legitimately asking? Uh, it's more of, a, more of an open question to, well, the, then to the universe. Well, then I won't um, put my hand on the scale. I think you want existence. Incorrect. Incorrect. Mm. I am happy where I am with... Cronenberg and last night. Okay. I, you don't feel the need to I go deeper see it into the Cronenberg mind right now? I want to see it eventually. Mm. And but also we haven't watched, like, Westerns are, uh, like, this yeah. is, like, I'm feeling this is going to be more Could be, could be a good, out, uh, okay. And a good fun. I want one. to know if it's a high energy. He's not going to tell me either. Yeah. I want to know if it's a high energy Western, whether it's a runaway train Western or yeah. whether it's something else. Yeah. Where Where is this? I think it's, like... Is this the is this unforgiven where it's a western that is is more of a more of a meditation on a western is it or as it's not the lone up? cowboy western it's a group of cowboys banding together to do something western yeah is being enigmatic now that's it I'm going with existence okay snap decision great choice I want I want a through line I'm a sucker for a through line a little bit. Great choice. Excellent. Good choice. Yeah. Fantastic. And Young Guns will still be on the list. Yeah, exactly. So I, know where Bro- I know where Brody lies. I trust Which means trust Warlock him. also falls off the list. Sorry. Which means that, wait, which, means that, which means that next episode there will also be two new picks. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. I'm sorry, Julian Sands. I know we haven't seen you recently. Yeah, I know. It's And, we're, and now we have rejected both twice. Warlock and Warlock the Armageddon. Yeah. But uh, the Son of Satan will return. Don't worry about it. That's it. Don't like, don't subscribe, stay off the fucking internet, go outside. But as always, really do do those things. Maybe maybe give us a review of what would you what would you do in your last six hours. At, yeah. At Weekend Video on all of the things. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. That's the podcast. Uh, fuck off. Uh, um, I'm so tired. Can you, can you in, instead of the end, can you just play in the, the, the gas company? Good afternoon, Mr. Wheeler. Uh, I'm calling from the gas company. 
hope you're doing well and spending these final hours in peace with your loved ones. Rest assured that we will make every effort to keep the gas flowing right until the end.